You are now listening to The Bunt, the number one podcast in skateboarding, brought to you by the number one shoe in skateboarding. I got a pretty good dang old idea what's going on. I'll tell you what, man. It's a Vans. Off the wall since 1960, motherfucking six. Drop that bitch. Safer and Donovan. I'm D Jones. I got the ghost with me. Ants one behind the scenes, two time champion of the Bunt Fantasy Football League. It's a cool thing. Ghost, what we got going on this week? It hurts me to hear that every time about Ants, but <laughs> anyways, this week. <laughs> yo. Behind enemy lines, you know what I'm saying? Or I guess he's behind enemy lines. Yeah, that makes more sense. We got none other than Kelly Hart, the big homie, the big tray flipper, you know what I'm saying, in the building. It was fun to get some laughs in with Kelly. Awesome dude. You know, who said the nine club and the bun can't get along? You know? Slap message boards only, man. (laughs) Yeah, so tune in. Dope interview with Kelly. Then we taking y'all straight to the post office. And of course, wrapping it up with the rundown. Just tell them to tune in while they're listening. <laughs> <laughs> like always, follow us on Instagram at the Bun Live. Subscribe on YouTube at the Bun Live. Head over to Patreon.com/slash/TheBunt. We out here doing it for the people. And now, the moment you've all been waiting for. 7 p.m. today, TheBuntLive.com is back and running. What'd you say last week? We're replenishing like an oasis or something. Yeah, something about a desert and needing water, just like you need that bunt gear. You dig? Let's fucking get it. 7 p.m. EST. When you're listening to this, make sure you put that reminder in your calendar because you don't want to miss out when shit sells out in 0.5 seconds like usual. Shit. (laughs) Well, with all that said, you know what time it is. Go shout out of the week. Give it to me, man. You know, it's hard not to give it to this fool. It's got to go to Miles Silvis. You know what I'm saying? Even though he snaked my song from uh, Stuck Up Kids. Mm-hmm. Most people you know don't saying? know that. Yeah, yeah. Clearly, he didn't do his research and watch a random yeah, Toronto video from like 10 years ago. But, you know, we'll forgive him for that one. It's hard not to skate to Mac Dre, especially for when you're from the Bay, putting in lines like he did at that spot. So, shouts to him. He's one of those generational type talents. It's a must-watch thing. It's actually insane how many good skateboarders there are when you like forget about a guy like Miles Silvis for months. Oh yeah, it's well, you, you, the, the primitive team alone. It's like you forget about one of them, and then like Frankie dropped apart. Oh, these guys are all like everyone on that team is like a Sodi contender. Yeah, except for Wade's old ass. <laughs> Just kidding. Oh, <laughs> I had to do it to him, man. So like we said, Kelly Hart in the building. He came behind enemy lines, came crawling over to the bunt, begging for an interview. Nah, I'm just playing, <laughs> Kelly. We love Kelly. Been fans for a long time. Gold Wheels video sparked it all off. Tray flips, hard flips, SLS trick of the year. He's done it all, man. Real shit. He's done it all, and now he's an old judge. Just <laughs> retired in the booth. 
You know what I'm saying? Gotta love it. Keep getting that paper. Just kidding. He's still shredding. And uh, I'm a judge too at skate contests. It's kind of a natural progression. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Next up, talent scout, man. I'm, I'm sure he probably already does that. S, mob grip. Damn, this guy's got his hand in a lot of cookie jars in the skate industry. So let's get into the interview. But before we do that, you know, we can't do the shit on empty bellies no more, man. We, we did it for years. And now it's time to get that pizza. What are we having today? We're right about 10 a.m. I'm always down for some chicken wings from Maker Pizza. And of course, that Dr. Pepperoni. <laughs> oh, man. Dribbling down my lips. Place your order on the Maker app on iOS or head in store downtown Queen and Spadina, uptown Avenue and Lawrence. Maddie, tell them why they should get this pizza. This is literally the best pizza in the world. All right, we are officially going behind enemy lines. <laughs> we have Mr. Kelly Hart in the building. What's popping, man? Yo, what's good, guys? How you guys doing? <laughs> Dude, good to have you here, man. Yo, this is crazy to be on this side of it, man. This is awesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He didn't have to get all dressed up for this one. He's in his pajamas over there. His hair's not done. <laughs> What's up with the sunglasses, dude? Those gla those glasses are hard, bro. No, I actually hate them. They're uh, they're for my concussion. Oh shit! They're just blue blockers because yeah, supposed to limit my screen time. But the show must go on, yo. I feel you, bro, dude. Good <laughs> shit, man. I'm fucking sorry to hear about that. Yeah, it's funny. Heitor da Silva was like complimenting me on them too. I was like, "Yeah, they're not. I'm not trying to make a fashion statement here. They're literally just blue blockers." <laughs> one of the things broke the other day, and I was like, "Fuck sakes!" But I need them. <laughs> yeah. Does Does it help a lot? Yeah, it helps a lot. It's crazy. I didn't think it it would to the extent that they have. So stoked. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry to hear about that, dude. But dude, I mean, thanks for having me, guys. This is cool. I was. You know, I was pretty shocked, but also really honored to hear from you guys. That was really cool, man. Oh, hell yeah, man. We've been following you since uh, the KO promo. Of oh, course. Damn, long ass time ago. Dumb clean, man. Well, you've always had, like, been connected to the good homie Wade in multiple KO videos together. Now you guys are working together again, so. Yeah. Dude, yeah. No, it was cool, you know, meeting Wade and just seeing him back in the day was insane. I remember seeing his sponsoring tape when I was first getting on Expedition and being like, yo, this dude is so good. It's in, he, it's, it's next level, bro. And it was, mm -hmm. all, it was somewhat intimidating almost to meet him, like to meet a kid that was just naturally just insanely good. So, and his style is just mm -hmm. amazing. So yeah, let, let's, dope. let's not pump Wade's tires too much. This is your interview. <laughs> you feel me? <laughs> Right, you right, know right, Wade right. will be happy to hear. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> so you know exactly how we start things off. Hit us with your favorite skate moment and your favorite sports moment. I mean, it, it was kind of a time period for me of more of like, dude, everything I've ever done in skateboarding, I'm pretty happy to be a part of it. But I think <clears throat> doing the whole KO It's Official filming for that um, was kind of a big thing for me, but I didn't know we were filming for it. It was just more, we just started skating and going on tour with like, my first trip out of the country ever was like, going to Barcelona and I get on, I go to the airport and I meet there with uh, this 
dude, Travis Kelly and Stevie Williams. Damn. And me, Stevie Williams, and this homie Travis, like, I sit in the middle of these two dudes, and I was so hyped <laughs> to kick it with Stevie. And I had just, that was my first time meeting him. And I'm like the hugest Stevie fan. And then this other dude, Travis, who's rad and like super funny too. So it's just, I remember being on the air, the flight there it was like a, a 10 hour flight. And I was so nervous to like, so happy to be there. I didn't even get up once to piss. I just sat there the whole time <laughs> and just straight up kicked it with these dudes. It was so hyped to ask Stevie about like the dude, like all like the, the reason and chocolate tour and like, you know, it was, and then just having a good time. And it was, it was really cool. And then rooming, living in a hotel or not a hotel. We had an apartment in Spain with like Jack Curtin, Marcus McBride, Stevie, um, Shani was out there, Richard Angelides. And then going back like a couple months later with Wade and uh, Quim Cardona and, you know, uh, Bridges, you know, Jay Bridges. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Dude. Like I had never met him, but that dude became like, he was such a cool dude. And to know, like I've never met a filmer and photographer that was just like such a cool down to earth dude to go out and make stuff happen. So it was like, mm-hmm. and then we were just, everyone was getting footage, bro. That was and ended up coming out in this video that, you know, that was just a fun process. So, sorry, that was a long one, but that was like kind of like a big moment for me in that whole time, uh, that zone of skateboarding for me. And then sports-wise, I used to be super sports dude. Like when I was younger, I was kind of a jock, to be honest, like in high school and shit like that. And when I was a kid, that's like all I played. You probably see that in me, I don't know. But (laughs) (laughs) uh, we were too, it's all good. Yeah, I mean, we still are, man. Yeah, we still are. Yeah, yeah. we're pretty like jockey. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, dude, sports. I mean, I just so I was a big. I still I backed the Lakers, dude. But back then, when Kobe and like you know Shaq were there, and then like after when like it was Kobe and Pau Gasol and all those like the the teams they had back then were so like this rad crew together, and they killed it. But uh, game four of the finals with Lakers versus the the Magic oh, and Derek yeah. Fisher. Derek Fisher, I was watching this. I was in New York. I was at Epstein's. It's like a bar in Manhattan. And I was with Jack Curtin, I remember. And we went to this bar and it was popping. And it was Lakers versus Magic. And, I, and everyone hated the Lakers. But I was in there and I was just like, <laughs> I was like the only Lakers. There was like one other Lakers fan in there. And I remember watching that game and just being like, when Derek hit that, the Fisher at that first three, I was like, oh, like I was just going nuts. And everyone was just like, <laughs> like they they hated the Lakers, but they weren't rooting for like their home team. They just hated the Lakers. Yeah. You know? yeah, yeah. So and then he, in overtime, he hits the other three. And I just like I watched I look back at that clip all the time and like gives me goosebumps of like <laughs> he hits that three and he like walks back and he just smiles. And I'm just like, yo, it's like the illest shit, dude. I don't know. I just like I remember that time. That's that was pretty cool to like actually watch that game and like just remember that. And I asked Jack about that actually not too long ago. And he's like, Oh, I don't even remember that, bro. I'm like, oh, you're like, <laughs> like, yo, you, you weren't even like a Lakers fan. So obviously not, you probably hated it. Yeah. So <laughs> I got to rewatch that, that cause that series was a lot closer than people remember. And that was the pivotal game to go up three, one as opposed to two, two. Exactly. Um, yeah, thanks for the thanks for the memory because I'm gonna go rewatch that because that that yeah. shit was crazy. You just took me it back was. to 2009. <laughs> <laughs> He's winning you over, man. <laughs> That's tight, dude. 
So where'd you come up and how'd you get into skating? I grew up in Laguna Hills, California, which is, you know, right kind of in the center of Orange County, I would say, um, more towards the coast. And I just grew up skating. I, I grew up in this nice neighborhood, like a big uh, cul-de-sac to skate on a big driveway. And I played sports, but I, I my parents had given me like a shitty, maybe like a some sort of target skateboard when I was a kid. And I kind of messed around with it. And then my I have a, a couple of buddies that, that live next to me on my cul-de-sac and they came skating down the street one day. And I remember that moment of them like literally like pushing down, they're pushing Mongo down the street towards me. And I was like, what are you guys doing? Like they had boards that like the nose and the tail like kicked up. And like my, my board that I had was just like one kick tail and like a flat ass nose and like <laughs> it was all fat and shit. And I, they were just like, yo, you could do this shit called the Ollie. And I was, tr I was like just watching, but they weren't even doing the Ollie. Like they were doing it like, uh, you like would barely hit the tail and you go to your nose really quick and it was like not even hitting the tail you know what i mean <laughs> yeah, so it was like yeah, i don't yeah. even i don't even know what you call that and i was just like what and then um we were, i used to surf a lot when i was a kid too so i uh was just learning from them and kind of hearing about stuff and we my parents my family had a beach house on the beach in san clemente and i would go surfing as a kid and just get fucked up by the waves dude i just didn't understand like just I would just get destroyed and so I kind of didn't get it and then I kind of was like dude skateboarding is kind of I think you know you don't have to deal with the water and fucking fish and all these sharks and shit like <laughs> I wanted I know it's just like it sounds so stupid but it was like cool I think skateboarding kind of just was you know more accessible I didn't have to go to the beach to do it and yeah I could just do it anywhere. So then I started this. Yeah. And there was actually a six skate spot, uh, the, the Metro link that was in like these random old ATM videos I would watch when I was a kid. And so that was like a cool little thing to kind of at least like to relate with it. And then just, just kept skating from there. And then just kind of, I don't know, I just fell in love with it kind of right away. So that's what's mm -hmm. up. Well, we're glad to hear you didn't get distracted by the local Marissa Cooper and uh, <laughs> you got down on <laughs> the board, yo. Who's that? It's a little OC for you. The OC? Yeah, did you not watch that show? Dude, no. Fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> Marissa Cooper is like the star girl in it. <laughs> She's the girl next door in the show. It's funny because people are like, oh, you seen that show? And I was like, no. Nah. Like, you ever watched Laguna Beach? Like, the whole thing that was on like MTV? I was like, yo, I never watched that shit, dude. Like, <laughs> if you live there, none of my friends watched it. Yeah, that's it. what I was going to say. Right, right. If you're living it, it's it's one thing. When you're stuck up here in the winter in Canada, you're like envious of those beach kids, man. Yeah. I mean, dude, I, I worked at a skate shop growing up called uh, Laguna Surfing Sport, and they would be, I didn't realize what was going on at that time, that that show was really going nuts, like in popping, and people would call, there was two different locations, there was the, the Laguna Beach store and the Aliso Viejo store, which was more of like the skate, skate store, and so like I worked at the Aliso Viejo one, and people were like, yo, Steven or Lauren there? I'm like, yo, I don't, you got the wrong one, just hit, I'm like, well, I don't know why you guys keep calling here, like, it was just kind of, it was interesting, I didn't even know what was going on until like way after, you know? That that yeah. was like a big thing. Crazy. Yeah. So what was your first big break in the skate industry, man? Um, you know, I've there's so many people that have helped me out and I'm very thankful for. I think, you know, 
when I, geez, there's so, my friends I grew up with that um, worked at this skate shop called Jay's Board Shop that eventually shut down. But like my friends, Vince Domingo, uh, he was like the first person to ever sponsor me from a board shop. I did the whole story. I was just so excited about that. And he just took me skating and then like dropped me off. I was like, yo, you're on the team. And I remember like running into my mom's room when I got home. Like, whoa, I got sponsored. I woke her up. I was like, I got sponsored. Uh, I was such, it was such like a weird time, but like, you know, I was so stoked. But uh, I eventually, Jay's board shop kind of started sending my sponsor me tape out to certain people, like reps. And a big one for me was Eli Gold Wheels. He, oh, yes. Yeah, like he, he, he they sent it was right when Gold Wheels started, and those dude, this guy Chris Yeelan, I haven't spoken to him in years, but he was he helped he was a uh, the manager at the skate shop, and he put me in contact with these dudes and my friend Jason Oliver too. He was big help with that, and uh, Eli started giving me wheels, and then he was like, "Yo, you wanna you wanna be in this like this, we got this video coming out, uh, got gold," and I was like, "Fuck yeah, I wanna give that." <laughs> oh dude. yeah. And there was a homie of mine, Stevie Lewis. He has a part at the end of that. Me and him kind of have a sharing part. Um, I believe it's like Mike Wright, my friend Stevie and me that have like little parts at the end. And Stevie was just this kid in my zone that was just, I watched it. If you go back and watch that footage, this kid, he was so ahead of the game and so buttery. It was crazy. But um, he, you know, kind of stopped skating and Bob, you know, just kind of life happened for him and, whatever but you know Eli kind of helped me out and then from there he kind of it's kind of a long story so sorry if I'm bothering you guys with all this stuff but (laughs) come on man we invited you here (laughs) (laughs) like uh I I at that time you know I started getting gold wheels which was rad and then Eli had started giving my footage to Troy Morgan at KO and I remember at the same exact time now that I thought about it um remember Seth Cheeks you remember Seth Cheeks no. at all? He was, dude, he was super, he wrote for Organica when it first started, but he's super dope dude, man. Yeah, the name rings a bell for sure. It, he skated Pier 7 a lot. I think he did switch. No, you're thinking two cheeks back, man. Different cheeks. <laughs> no, no, no. no. <laughs> I might be thinking Mo Cheeks, NBA. <laughs> but no, I swear. Okay, anyways, continue. Actually, yeah, yo, can I just no, cut you off real quick? There, I think I actually might have watched your footage from that the other day doing a deep dive and I wrote a question that I'll just ask now. Was your did you Nolly hard flip Belmont nine in that footage you're talking about? Dude, that I don't know how I did that. Because I I was, yeah. I, the question I, was like, you Nolly hard flip Belmont nine, like what the hell happened to those when you bringing them back? Yo, that was crazy. Bro, I I don't know how I did that. I used to have that trick, and I if you long this goes way later, but I ended up my my hip like just went out like in like four years ago, and I realized that the way that my hip was like moves, it like just stopped moving that way over time. I remember like a couple years after I did that, and I was like, yo, I can't even flip that. I it doesn't even work like that anymore. But I was super bummed because I nolly hard flipped this gap in Laguna. That I was like, I could not believe I did that, and I don't know where the footage went. And Damn. it was, oh, I was super hyped on it, and the footage, I have no idea where it is. Oh, dude, you've got the nine <laughs> stair. The nine stairs floating around on YouTube, so you you could go dig that up, man. <laughs> I want to say that footage ended up being. 
you could have been right. It could be right. It might have been in that part, but for sure was a Sugar Sports commercial because I wrote ended up writing for Sugar Sports as a kid. Oh, shit. Sick. I don't know if you guys remember that company. It was a company at Santa Monica. Yeah, Furby was on there, right? Yeah, Furby was on there. Who else was on there, man? Like Billy Roper wrote for it. Yeah. And um, it was a cool little company, but it, long story short, I mean, I'm tr- probably long story, long story. It's like <laughs> I, <laughs> I, uh, I ended up giving my tape going to a trade show. And I, I wrote for Sugar Sports and r- met um, Marco Jusbinsek and all these rad people. And he introduced me to Robbie McKinley, who wrote for Girl in D.C. Oh, yeah. so fresh. Yeah, dude. And then Robbie was one of my favorite skaters growing up. So Robbie, you know, really helped me out a lot. And that was right when he was filming for Yeah, Right and the D.C. video. So right. he, you know, it was kind of cool that I feel like he, we met each other. And we had our friend Jordan, who was our filmer, friend Jordan Block. And he filmed Chris Roberts and all these dudes. And me and Robbie kind of like really bonded on like filming with each other because he was filming for these projects and kind of me and him skated this similar spot. So he was like bringing me around. And I, um, I remember watching a lot of his part go down, which was super sick. And he basically told me, he's like, yo, you should really, you know, look into like maybe getting like a, like a big, like a better board sponsor because I know you want to do this longer. And Marco's rad, you know, and Marco kind of felt like maybe I could reach out and figure something out. But I was like, yo, I love your company, dude. And I think it's just that time I'm trying to figure something out. And, you know, I don't know what I want to do, but I just want to figure something, you know, the back then it was different. Like you just, if a small company wasn't getting big and you were getting bigger, then like, obviously you had to move on to try to make it happen, you know? Yeah. And Robbie, it was filming a lot. Also with this guy, Barrett Luce, who was the aesthetics and Elwood team manager at that time and you know aesthetics was fucking the shit so sick so dope and Elwood was fresh as fuck too I love both those companies and I remember skating with Barrett and Barrett being like um actually I went to the trade show ASR trade show with sponsoring tapes with VHS tapes and was giving them out I only wanted to give it to like certain ones Expedition and aesthetics and that was kind of it like you know i Sorry to say that, like, uh, not even sorry to say that. I didn't even feel like I was like, I cannot give it to girl. That's fucking way too amazing. Those guys, those guys are the best. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I, and then, but I also really just felt more connected, like aesthetics and expedition. Those companies were more like, I can relate to them more, you know? And mm-hmm. I really liked their brands a lot. So I gave it to expedition and I had actually sent mad tapes to expedition before, like four tapes. Damn. And they didn't respond to oh, three tapes and they didn't respond to any. And then the fourth one, Troy Morgan, Troy Morgan called me back the next day after I gave it to him. <laughs> and he was like, yo, like come down to the warehouse right now. I'll give you boards. This is right when what? the KO was like about to start. Like it was literally at the, like Stevie was just starting DGK. Organica just started. And it was right after like maybe a couple months or a year after uh, the alone video came out from expedition. Right. So I went down there, I skated, I met Gallant right away, and I was like super nervous because he was like just after the PJ Ladd video dropped. And yeah, you're like, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. You're like, yo, and, he, and you're just like, and he was like beyond next level. And then Barrett at Aesthetics was like, yo, don't give him an answer yet. Like, I'll send you a box of Aesthetics boards. He sent me a box of Aesthetics boards that I was stoked on, but I was like, yo, I really, really like, 
Expedition is my first choice, and I just love that team is awesome. This guy Troy is great. It's like cool, ride for them, and I'll put you on Elwood. I was like, deal, fucking. Oh, like, that's so dope. Win, Perfect. win. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, and uh, yeah, it kind of started from there. And at that point, I was also rode for Action before this, and then right when I got on Expedition, DC Robin McKinley hooked me up with DC, and was like, yo. And I, DC, a Brian Winning, dude, Ave, those <laughs> dudes. I was like, I want to ride with those dudes. And action was kind of just started fizzling out a little bit. I think after like P Rod and those dudes left City Stars and action was under, like with City Stars, I think they started to like have some problems. Yeah. And I feel bad. I still to this day, I feel bad about this, but not like I didn't know what I was doing as a kid, but like Joey Surreal would hit me up. And he was like, yo, what's good? And like, I didn't know what to say to Joey Surreal that I didn't know how to leave Action to ride for DC. But I was a little kid and I didn't know. I'm like, it's not like they're not paying me, but they wanted to put me on, I guess. And I was like, yo, I think I just don't know what to do. And I feel like I want to go ride for DC. Just a kid learning from it. You know what I mean? And I feel bad about that. But you could say yeah, it was a like, surreal moment for you. Yeah, there oh, we go. <laughs> but dude, shout out to Joey Surreal, man. That dude was. He is super dope, and I appreciate everything he did. I think he could look back like, yo, he's a kid, didn't know what he was doing. And I was just nervous on, like, you know, how to get through it. But I was stoked, and he was cool with it, and uh, rode for DC for f- flow for DC for a long time, and that was epic. So that's kind of all started. And then you mentioned something cool that that's so true on like a macro level now, how it's changed, where back in the day it was so common to hop on. A little board sponsor kind of locally and as soon as you get the chance you jump to the bigger one that was just so common everywhere everyone's trying to get to the big brands and nowadays yeah. there's been a huge shift where it's like no let's let's pair up with our friends and do something small and see where it goes you know less overhead and just do it for fun totally man i think you know seeing these brands pop up I, that's what i like, applaud them like that's exactly what needs to happen like Fuck going out of the way to try to be friends with people that you don't even know yet. Like, yeah. why don't you and your friends just do it? Yeah. You know, but it's different back then because I looked up to those skaters, like For sure. Robin McKinley and Brian Wenning and like those dudes. So it was only, dude, if I could skate and like be friends with people and then end up meeting them and being friends with them, that was like surreal. So that was cool. But yeah, it's, it's still cool to like, you know, meet your idols and stuff. But yeah, doing it with your friends and, this is how you guys did this podcast. You guys are just doing it on your own. It's not like you needed to hit someone else to do it. It's like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. It's a cool shift that the industry made. Definitely. It's scavenger hunt time, folks. Brought to you by CHPO Brand. Head over to the SkatePal website, skatepal.co.uk. Locate the Bunts logo. Screenshot. Send it over to us at thebuntlive at gmail.com first, and you're getting a box sent to your doorstep. CHPO Brand. Doing it for the people, y'all. Your breakout onto the scene was one of the hypest we remember from back in the day. You came out swinging in the KO promo with a short and sweet part in the expedition section. What do you remember from filming that and the reaction you got? Oh man, I first off, I remember Galan, I remember seeing the video at the trade show and the Britney Spears song came on. Yeah. And I was like, what? Dude? <laughs> 
uh, and I kind of like laughed and I, I didn't really know what to think of it. And then I looked at Gallant and he was like, oh, I had to, I had to choose the, the Britney Spears song. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, if Gallant wants it, that's all that matters. I don't yeah, care. I can dig it. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, I had no idea, but that was rad. I, I, that was just me just getting on expedition and filming stuff and, I never. Uh, I think the one trick I was really, really stoked on that uh, I tried to, or I did the nollie varial flip down that ten stair. Yeah, in that was so the crazy. brick one. Yeah, and I never. That was like when I did that trick when I was a kid. I remember just being like so. That was the first trick I did where I was like really, really stoked on getting that because it's funny. I remember when Robbie was filming for Yeah Right. He was like, "Man, you need a trick on my part, bro." I was like, dude, fuck yeah. I'm da- I, are you kidding me? Being the girl video would be the coolest yeah. thing in the world. And he's like, you get a good trick. If you know I've hooked that 10 stair, I'll put it in my part. Damn. And I did I did it. And I was like, bro, I did it. Like, I showed the footage. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, was, I didn't do that for that reason, though. I really, because I tried it for like probably two or three sessions. I'd gone back and back, tried again. And then one day I went there. It was like, I think it was Scott Kane was there. And Ooh, now that'll make you do it. Yeah, I was hyped. Like, I was kind of skating with the Long Beach kids a lot back then. And I came back to Robbie. He's like, yo, I got it. And Robbie's like, Robbie's like, dude, I don't know. It's like, it might be too good for my part. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, it's not, come on. It's, it's different. like no his ender. Knows. Yeah, I'm like, but that's not, the, that's not it, dude. Like, your tricks are so good, bro. Like, I just, I was hyped. Oh, it it didn't work out, but I was, I thought it was great. And the fact that Rob, I mean, it made us laugh. And then. Ended up being in that in that um, the video, and then I think yeah, that tray flip. People would always bring up that one tray flip. I did ollie up, and then I yeah. went over the yellow. Dude, that spot sucked. Oh, I must have rewound that tray flip like a hundred times back then. Oh wow, thanks. Me and my yeah. boy Cody were huge fans of of that shit. I remember going to his house and just watching it over and over. Thanks, bro. That ground where you would land, dude, it was the worst. And that, that was, I think, that maybe the first. See, wait, no, Anthony Acosta ended up shooting. A, I went back, shot a photo of Anthony Acosta, and that was him. Lit, now he's like a big, great, famous photographer for like vans, and this he's a great dude, great skateboarder as well. And that was like one of his first sequences that he shot. And CU Trin shot the photo, and CU was like giving him tips. And I just like, and then my that photo came out in a, in a trans world. But CU had shot it, but I remember. Anthony just learning how to like shoot photos that day sick. and I thought that was pretty sick and then um I ended up going back one day and trying to hard flip it like trying to get I think it was they were filming for the DVS skate more video and I was there trying to film hard, I ollie up hard flip and Reddo was like oh you got a hard flip bro you got it like just do a hard flip and I kind of didn't want to do it because I was just kind of burnt out from skating and dude, like PJ Ladd was there, Chico, Jerron, like I think Eli Reed was there. Um, it was like a dope. I was like, okay, I'm gonna skate because these <laughs> dudes are super tight. Like I want to skate with these dudes, and I broke my foot that day, oh, and I oh. I landed, and my foot just broke, and I kind of just fuck that took me out for a year, and that was uh, right when their it's official was kind of got started getting promoted and. That's when I didn't film at all for the video ever again. That was my last time filming. So, Fuck. God damn it. Yeah. But yeah, thank, I'm glad you guys liked that promo video. That Britney Spears song blows my mind, but it worked. <laughs> <laughs> Iconic. You kept it going with the Hot Wheels and 4163, arguably the best 411 of all time. And it seemed to be 
on the right track, capping it off with a great run with your part. And it's official, like you said. Were you happy with how your part turned out? In its official part? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I was... I really wish I could have filmed more, obviously. You know, I think a lot of people probably say that, but I was done with my part six months or even more before the video after I broke my foot. Like I said, I would have, yeah, I that's when they were, you know, they had hired a filmer finally to film for its official. And I was just going out on my own trying to film, or they had like two trips to Barcelona that I went on. But uh, yeah, I really wish I could have filmed more. The one thing, I, I might have said this other places too, but I remember seeing the video going to Shani's house with Troy there and they showed me the video and it was before the video came out and it was like, here's the video, I wanna see what you think. And I remember going to watch it and my part came on and it was like this, dude, what was it, man? Oh man, it was just not a song I would use. That I had given them the song I wanted and they came with like, Oh my, I could look it up. I don't even know what it's called. It's like a ZZ Top, dude. It's like, and I was like, what the fuck? It was like, and, and that's, this song's cool, whatever, but like, I just didn't want to skate to that at all. Yeah. <laughs> it was like the worst nightmare. And they're like, no, dude, that's, I was like, I don't want that song. It's insane. I never asked for this. They're like, no, no, it's all good. It's fine. Like, you'll be okay. And I was like, no. And I remember like being super bummed about it. And then, I remember going to the premiere. We had a limo and my foot was still broken and I had like a cast on or something. And then uh, Troy looked at me on the way there. He's like, hey, dude, we, we switched the song back to the song you wanted, the, the common song. I was like, thank you. Because I never... Oh, that's dope. I remember being like hearing that song and yeah, I used to smoke weed. I don't do it. I just can't handle it anymore. I just don't really like it. But it just makes me feel crazy. But I used to smoke and I listened to that song the first time and I was like, oh, I'm skating this song. Like this, yeah. this is the shit. <laughs> I just remember being super psyched on that song. So yeah, no, I was hyped in the how it came out, and I, I just remember being like, that video was cool. I appreciate everyone's part, but Wade and Kenny's part is their their parts in that video is unreal, dude. Yeah, especially back then when it came out, I was like, Kenny was just destroyed it, and then Wade, that was that part's insane. fucked. Yeah, and I think I think that's probably his most talked about part probably to this day. Yeah, that yeah. and top dollar. Yeah, top dollar for sure. Top dollar for sure, actually. Still like his come out part. I remember being there for, I mean, a lot of that stuff in his part, but seeing the line he does with the, he does the nollie back 5 and then the tray flip and the kipper back nose grind. Mm-hmm. Being there watching that, I was just like, and you know Wade, dude, he like lands tricks and he does it perfect and he hates it. And you're like, <laughs> I remember watching that, like, he landed that line and he was all pissed. I was like, you just did the best <laughs> shit ever, bro. You don't even know what you just did. And then, like, I remember watching the footage after back home at the apartment and watching that tray flip. We were just like, whoa, like Carl Watson, all of us just being like, yo, that was the best shit ever, bro. But, <laughs> yeah, that was so sick. Donald, you notice how Kelly called it a kickback nose grind? No hesitation. Fucking disrespecting <laughs> Wade out here, man. Donald yes. called it a kick. Put crook. the fucking nose down. You snow plowed a bit. The guy's like one of the most flawless skaters of all time. He fucking snow plowed a bit. So I call him the crooks. Oh, dude. It's all good. I mean, it, it, it was, uh, yeah, that was a cool thing to watch for sure. KO, quick skate nerd question about that, your, uh, your KO part. Did they edit in a pop noise on the Nolly tray? On the big four? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, yeah. 
Yo. I do. I did not pop. I think I posted on my Instagram a long time ago. I don't know what, but like, yeah, I did that. And I had tried that so many times there. And I don't know. I was popping it. And that one time I just did it. And I was like, what the f- I don't know how that I just did that. I didn't even pop it. And I never seen the sequence. And Eli Gold wanted to do like a Gold Wheels ad for it. And I was like, no, dude, it looks so bad. Like the seek, like certain frames of it. And then they ended up putting in, uh, they put it, my Matt Daughters put in sound for it, which is totally fine. Like, I, I don't care. Like, I, if it came out with no sound, it would, I'd still be hyped. I, I, didn't, <laughs> I just wasn't that good at that trick downstairs. So I was just hyped to do it, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's funny because they almost you do it does pop in the sense that it goes higher than the the four. It doesn't just fall down. Yeah, but I feel like I didn't know it was Matt Daughters, but he almost pulled it off. But he just made it too loud. Because, it's too crisp uh, of a noise. On, yeah, on the first okay. angle, it's the the super. It's the from above angle that's further away than the second yeah. angle. But you hear the pop louder. I'm like, that makes no sense. <laughs> yeah, and I'm watching yeah, it yeah. yesterday and I'm like, yo, hold on, hold on. I got to ask Kelly this tomorrow. Yo. That's amazing. Hey, you know who filmed that top angle? Who? Wade DeSarmo. Oh, right, oh yeah. Right, right. I never Wade filmed that one and then Shani filmed the one below uh, where it's like straight on down at the bottom. So yeah, like that was cool, man. Because like, yeah, Bridges was on, you know, he was shooting a lot of photos on that trip. So it would be like, he'd be like, yo, Kelly... You done a film? I was like, yo, I've never, <laughs> I haven't filmed since I was like, like a freshman in high school or something. You know what I mean? So I, I remember I filmed Wade do the front shove back nose grind revert on oh, that sick. like, yeah, that out like what a double ledge thing. The I don't drop know, ledge, mm-hmm. yeah. drop ledge, yeah. And then I filmed him do a kickflip front feeble down that little rail. Yo, where is that? Oh yeah, I texted Brad Rosado the other day to get that clip. Yeah, I, I filmed if- that. Did you see Wade's like, I, thing that, that we put out where it was like all his tricks mirrored over the years? Uh, no, I didn't see that. But He would have posted it. It's probably like his last post. It's like, anyways, it's just a minute straight of him doing a trick regular, then switch, like kickflip front nose, oh, wow. pop out, switch flip front nose. And I was trying so hard to track down that kickflip front feeble to do it with the switch flip one. Yeah. And no one has that footage. Like no one. Dude, bridges. Bridges, eh? Maybe or I maybe because I, I you know it's funny I I remember posting that footage on my story on my Instagram like probably like two years ago maybe like I don't know who had posted it uh, it came across my phone somehow and I just reposted it but someone had it okay hmm. yeah, we need we need a, I mean it's too late to put it in his uh, mirror edit that we made but I want to see that because yeah that was a sequence a gold ad maybe but the footage yeah. wasn't in his part it should have been in that mm-hmm. part. Yeah, I don't know why that wasn't in there, but that, yeah, that was, hmm. I got to film that one too. That was cool. Sick. Oh, you know what? One more thing about the filming. One of mine and Donald's best friends, Tom Morrison, filmed your tray flip ender, yo. So sick. Oh, shit. Mokba. Wait, no way. I didn't really, like, yeah, that, that was super dope. Thank you, Tom, is Tom Mor- Thomas Morrison? Yeah. Doesn't he, he still films, right? Yeah, he's like, does all the Bobby stuff now. Yeah, he uh, he helped me out. I worked with him on some weight thing probably a couple of years ago, but I didn't realize it was him because I had just I actually had met a, on those uh, Barcelona trips. A lot of Canadians were going out at the same time. Um, Trois, yeah, Ian Trois. Oh, uh, Tweezy. Yeah. yeah, and and I remember seeing. That's why I saw um, 
uh, Travis Stanger, dude, for the first oh, time. Oh, Jesus. I was blown away because I'd never heard of this dude. And I see him skating that, uh, oh, man, I'm just, what's the one spot that, like, the main marble ledges was, like, a four in a row? Uh, University Tat, sorry, yeah. I saw him there at nighttime by himself, and I was like, is that J.B. Gillette? I was like, no. <laughs> I was like, I've never seen anyone push or, like, do, like, front side flips that, like, precise. Oh, and then, my God. He's not even real, man. No, yeah, he's he was insane. He was amazing. But, yeah, uh, I remember people, I had asked someone, because Bridges was shooting a sequence of it, of that tray flip at Makba, and certain people were like, yo, it kind of doesn't even look cool to skate off that like that. And I was like, I mean, I, I don't know. Like, I think it's kind of cool. Like, I mean, it's not like the most desirable spot here, but it's kind of like no one skates it. And yeah, uh, I did that. And then, yeah, it ended up being one of the, like people mentioned that to me a lot, which is cool. But that day was crazy. Like winning switch front shove, the, the four stair, Damn. like the big four the same day. And then Tim O'Connor was there and he's like, yo, I got a trick. I did a backside flip fakie 5 pop out on that metal edge. Damn. Um, oh my God. That shit was crazy. That's one of the best like one, two tricks combos of all time. Because he yeah, does the back dude. 180 fakie 5 fakie flip on the same one. Yes. Right? Yeah, he does. That was insane, Ooh. dude. So that, that time is in skateboarding was like, yeah, all the Canadians were out there. And then you had the Habitat dudes. And that's when like Danny Renaud and the Habitat guys were like destroying a fucking <laughs> a, a, apartment. Dude. Like, and then like you, and then they were also getting dope tricks. And then, you know, that was when we were filming the KO videos. It was, it was cool. Can you tell us about the roommate you and Wade had on a trip to Barcelona? Oh shit. Dude. That was I forgot about that. There was like we we had this random apartment in some part of Barcelona, and it was like a three bedroom apartment. And like I shared a room with Shani, and then Wade shared a room with Bridges, and then Carl and Adelmo shared a room, and Quim, all three of those dudes shared a room. And there was a random closet, and there was this random ass like dude. I don't I don't know was he like. Armenian or something. I don't know what he was, but he was this random ass dude that would live in the closet and he would come on in like all normal and just get in the closet and like chill and like whatever. It wouldn't talk to us and then just leave. And we're like, what? We're like, what? And it, it was super random, but I guess he was a part of like whatever deal they had. I, I, he might've even been the guy we rented the, the room from. I, I have no idea, but he came in and we were just like, what? We're like, what, whatever, dude. Like, we didn't care. We were there to skate. <laughs> so it was, like, pretty insane. I don't know if it didn't, like... He, he didn't really say anything to us, and then he just left. And we're just like, all right. Like, long as you guys... But actually, what's crazy is our, our uh, apartment did get broken into. Oh, fuck. I'm pretty sure. Oh, you don't say. So, yeah. Like, I, I don't know if it was something with that guy, but, I mean, nothing, they didn't steal my, steal my shit. But, fuck. yeah, that was weird. <laughs> <laughs> Glad we could spark that memory for you. (laughs) Uh, Dude, thank you. There was a lot of shit that happened that fucking trip. That was insane. The fucking (laughs) Shani. Oh, dude, I was going to say, I wanted to say this one story because. Let's get it. It's one of Wade. Yeah, dude, the Jason Kidd pants that Wade was wearing. Oh, Oh, yeah. That day, I remember that day. I think I, it was seriously might have been the day, the the line you were talking about where I did kickflip over and then all your front heel. Like that day before Mm -hmm. I had like gotten a couple of tricks in that line maybe. 
And that night I was like, I went out and partied. And so I was super hungover that next day. And they're like, we're going to go to this spot. And I was like, oh, I'm good, bro. I'm sore as hell and I'm just going to chill. And then I remember Wade wearing those pants when he was leaving. I was like, damn, he's rocking the fucking Jason Kidd pants hard. (laughs) I was like, that's fucking tight. And then he went and got that line. And I was like, dude, that was like, that. that's amazing, bro. Like, and then I saw that line. I was hyped. And then I remember... For some reason, I think Wade hated that line too for whatever reason because, you know, that's Wade. But people like, dude, that line was so ill. <laughs> Shaney was in my – we shared a room and he fully dropped my laptop and d- dented the shit out of it. It was like the fattest dent. Wow. I remember like coming and like seeing it like, what the fuck? And I just, I didn't know where he was but I just skated as fast as I could to Machba because I knew he'd be there and I got so mad. He's like, oh, sorry, dude. I dropped your laptop. Sorry, and I was just like, "Fuck, bro!" I nothing really I could do to him. And I was just so like, "Why didn't you tell me?" Yeah, you asked, but no, it's all good. It's all love. But yeah, that was like, I just that whole period of time was really special to me. It was fun. Funny shit happened. That's awesome. Yeah, Wade could have done anything in those pants, and it would have been legendary, iconic. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> kickflip so on flat. Hard. Dude. That spot's actually so far too. It Picked is a good day to skip out, yo. I love how you went and got turned up that night. Like, yeah, I got my fakey 5 0 at University of Tide. Oh, <laughs> time to turn up. <laughs> oh, that's torture. Oh, my God. But, dude, I was hyped, bro, getting clips. And, like, that was when I was 19 years old. So, like, so like and I could go out and drink at the bars at Manolo. You guys have been to Manolo, right? Mm hmm. Yeah. Like there's a bar in, in Barcelona. Yeah, like skate bar, yeah. Skate bar. And I'm going there and being like, fuck, this is sick. Like, and that was when they weren't, you wouldn't get hung over really. Like, you, yeah, you, yeah. you'd be so young, you didn't care. But also, you'd go in there and then they had like, remember that video, That's Life, the foundation video? Yeah. Yeah, Corey Duffel and like Leo. It would, dude, that was the only thing that played in that, in that uh, <laughs> bar for like the whole time I was in Barcelona. So I just never, I just remember that whole time just being funny, man. But, so sick. Yeah, funny, funny times. Hell yeah. So after you dropped those three parts from the outside looking in, we figured you'd be getting the pro nod. What was the holdup on KO's end at that time? They had plans to turn me pro, which was maybe a communication error or something like that. But I got hurt. And then around 2010, I was filming for... There was like two videos going on at the same time. It was like the expedition video, the madness video that they had turned Kenny pro. Yeah. And then there was the LRG video that was coming out to give me my money Chico. And I, dude, maybe it was, you know, there's life happening, but also skating for me was just not easy. Like it was, I had to work really hard to get tricks. And, you know, I ended up getting all this footage and then. I gave most of it to LRG, you know, and I, I think Tyrone Romero at that time, he's a team manager. He's a good, great friend of mine. He grew up with me in Laguna Hills. He, like, didn't even think that I probably was going to have a part in the video. And then I just gave him all the footage, and he was like, holy shit, okay. Like, you were filming. I was like, yeah, it's, like, it's hard for me to go on the trip sometimes, like, and handle shit when everyone's doing crazy stuff. I like to just go on my own and kind of yeah. be more, you know. And uh, I think for Expedition, they had Kent uh, – they were going to turn Kenny pro at the madness thing. And the LRG video part came out for me, which was great. And they were hyped. But then right then I was filming for a barracks recruit thing. That were, there were, uh, that was super fun to film. 
Um, that came out and they had mentioned to me that like, yeah, we want to turn you pro like you and Kenny at the same time. You'll have your Matt. Kenny will have his madness part. And then you'll have your um, the barracks like um, the recruit part. And then mm-hmm. I kind of saw graphics real quick, maybe, you know, like my pro model. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that was like, that's all I wanted in my life was to be a, like getting my own pro board. And at the last minute, they ended up kind of being like, hey, like, we're not going to do that. Well, you know, to me, it was devastating, but. I should have looked at it like, yo, just work a little harder and you'll be fine. Like mm-hmm. make it happen. But they, they pulled the plug on that and then they went um, just to hype up Kenny. And then for another story later, yeah, cool. We'll have Kelly get his board. They, um, I felt at that time, I felt really like it didn't make me feel good that they like told me one thing and then came back and yeah. it really kind of, and it wasn't like they didn't do it maliciously. It was just to like, Yo, we're gonna tell the story right now. We'll sell these boards. Kenny's killing it. Like he has his part. Work on something new, and we'll do the same thing for you. And you know, I maybe didn't see it that way. And then I tried filming uh, for that part. They'd sent me to China, and I'd filmed. I had this footage. I have a a bunch of HD footage I never really put out. That you know, I was trying so hard to get this part done. And then one day I was filming something at the barracks randomly, like some fun, me and Chase Gabor are good friends. And we kind of just, he'd be like, yo, want to film this real quick. And I went and I just dislocated my ankle and oh. right in the middle of me filming for this video. So I kind of just got, and I was 27 at the point. So I felt like I kind of just got, you know, that's it. Like, you know, at that point when your legs sitting there sideways and you're just like, yeah. yo, what the, f-? and so I kind of just, um, I had to deal with that and that took, you know, a year out. And then, you know, at that time, Rob Wells started taking over the brand and kind of focusing, you know, he made it his way and like, it was super dope company, you know, that's mm-hmm. when like, it turned Spenny Pro and all the, like that was rad. But at that time I was kind of sitting there just, you know, hurt and people were like, yo, what's up with Kelly's board? And I'm kind of just sitting there and I'm also at that time, I'm like really heavily in social media. so they were seeing the social media stuff about me turning pro and they got weird with it. And um, it just, you know, it took a while. And when you're a kid coming up and that's the only thing you have going for your life, yeah, that's all that matters. So um, it was cool. It ended up working out the way it did. And then I'm stoked, but um, it just took, it took a while. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. You've had pretty flawless trick selection over the years. Something we love over here at the Bunt. You seem like the kind of guy where it could be less is more. Like you'd prefer to do a trick super clean than maybe more technical, but it looks like shit. Uh, what are your thoughts <laughs> on style versus skill? Personal wise, if I watch something to get me stoked to skate, it's definitely what some what looks good. Mm-hmm. And you know, yeah, obviously, you know, I prefer style over things and. You know, people always say, like, I'd rather watch, you know, push. And yeah, like, <laughs> dude, I think we're all, I think all us three, you know, we're kind of on the same page. Like, yeah, seeing a cr- crazy technical trick doesn't really get me soaked. But, you know, I do think Shane O'Neill can do something super unreal, but make it look good. Yeah. So the, the, if you can have style and like, like P-Rod, like he did some amazing shit. My favorite era of P-Rod is, you know, like when he wrote for a girl and like, yeah, right. And he was just. He looks so good. Paul's the man. He still does look good on a board. But, you know, if you could do it, excellent tricks and just look great on a board with natural style, that wins to me. Definitely. 
Yeah, right, P-Rod, man. Handrail P-Rod. Jeez. Dude, with the baggy gear, it's just like, yeah. and just, I don't know, everything was still kind of new to him, so he like would, it just, it was so good. He's just, he's one of the best, dude. Uh, I yeah. miss those days when he could just like, or not just him, but anyone could just like back over Crook like a little eight stair rail, and it's like a dope clip. Like nowadays, yeah, got to do it down like a twenty. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, dude, it, that was a good era, dude. And it was I was just talking the other day with with LD Justin Eldridge about this, it's like how Paul would just when he would go to spot. I remember seeing him as a kid. The first time I met Paul was you remember? Yeah, right. It's like actually it's. I always I hate being this dude, but when you see clips in the video and you were there, I'll be like, I was there that day. Oh. Like I'm oh, so that dude. always does. I'm that. the king oh, of that. <laughs> yeah. I yell, I was there. That's you can thing. see me. <laughs> like on that back, background props, bro. Like, uh. but uh, I remember being being there for the first time I met him was he switched crook this outledge over a, like off a forester over a grass cap and he switched back tails it, and I that was the day I met him when he switched crooked it. And I remember meeting this dude, and he was like, oh, yeah, I've, I've heard about hey, you're Kelly, right? Yeah, nice to meet you. Like, uh, I think, you know, Joey Surreal told me about you, and nice to meet you. But he just, I was sitting there, and he just did a switch tray, and it looked like it was, like, normal, but, like, it just easy. I think, I know you guys were all about switch trays and shit, but, like, <laughs> when you see someone do it and they don't try, but it's, like, snapped, like, you yeah. know, you're like, what, well, you, this kid is unreal. But he would just skate <laughs> spots. He would just skate spots and do... Like, yeah, I was talking to LD, like, if I wanted to skate a handrail, I was, like, maybe alling the stairs and then, like, just trying my trick. Yeah, P-Rod yeah. would be, like, back 50, board slide, crooked grind, feeble grind, mm-hmm. you know? And then he'd be, like, all right, now I'm going to try my trick. And then right. we were, like, you would do all these tricks I would never dare to try, and then you would just do the trick you wanted to do. It would be easy. It's like in uh, in his In Bloom intro, right? That's what Costin says. He's, like, the conveyor belt. Like just yeah. doing tricks and tricks and tricks. Totally, man. He just he he did that. So I mean, it was it was it was cool, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm more like you, Kelly, in that sense. If if I want to, let's say I wanted to nolly fucking front board a rail, like yeah. you'll never catch me fifty fifty the rail to warm up. <laughs> it's like maybe ollie Dude. the stairs front board, yeah, straight to nolly front board, like fuck the warm up. Yeah, dude, fifty fifty on our handrail to me just seems super dangerous. I'm not a flat bar dude. Like, yeah. like I'm just not a flat bar dude. Like, maybe like a square one, I could like you know do some stuff. But this hauling ass and seeing how everyone now can just lock into their fifty fifties and like, yeah. mm-hmm. dude, especially back fifties, the scariest trick in the world, or back five zero. Thank you, <laughs> sketchiest trick on on handrails, flat bars. It's insane. Yeah. So Kelly, have you heard of the term Gersher? So. It's someone who has all the ability in the world, but doesn't always push themselves to get the the clips that ne- that necessarily reflect their ability. And um, sometimes over the years, like watching your stuff, I feel like you might fall into that category. Not all the time, but uh, it's where like you sh- <clears throat> you show flashes of greatness, but then sometimes you'll film a clip that isn't at that same level. You know what I mean? But now since talking to you, it's like, oh shit, you did miss a year filming for KO. So maybe you had to use some clips that weren't necessarily where you're pushing yourself to the max. You know what I mean? Uh, But would you say that's a fair criticism? What do you think about that? I think growing up, my uh, filming and stuff, filmers would kind of mention that to me. Like, yo, you're 
you could do this stuff, bro. Like they would mention tricks for me to do. And um, I kind of, you know, I was a little bit scared to jump down big stuff. I kind of liked doing it a little bit, but I had hurt myself. So I kind of got scared after like, you know, breaking my ankle twice. And like, you know, uh, one time I, I tweaked my ACL and I was out for a couple months and it was just, you kind of get worried about hurting yourself again when you're, mm-hmm. when you love something so much, you're trying to film and you just get destroyed. It, it gets a little scary. Um, but somehow you see, keep trying to film again. I, people had told me that before. Uh, the funny part is I think the later years of my skating, when I turned 30 is when my, is when I actually got better. Like, yeah. like, was so worried about getting, you know, hurt and skateboarding was my job that it just too weird. I don't know. I, I, it's, I never, Gersher, what? I don't understand. Why? <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, it, it's, it, it comes from Gershon Mosley. So Gersh, cause Gershon's like a prime example of that. If you watch his old parts, like, you know how good Gershon is and how much skill he was. One of the first guys uh, doing a lot of rail tricks switch, but then some clips would just be so, I mean, <laughs> trash, not to be hard. Yeah. 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 I know what you're saying. I thought you meant cause he sweated a lot. So I'm like, yeah, I sweat a lot too. So maybe <laughs> no, no. that's what you're talking about. I was, I was like, make sure I know what you're saying here. Yeah. But yeah. Gershon Mosley was dope dude. But yeah, I, I know what you're saying. I kick front nose hub a high dope, but then another clip might be like something just not on that level. You know, obviously you can't do everything at the highest level, but that yeah. his peak clips to his worst clips in the same part is such a huge gap. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, for sure. And it's, you know, sometimes I always look at it about how the tricks look. And then sometimes it doesn't have to be, have to be the craziest trick. But if it fits well in the part, mm-hmm. it's pretty rad. Because I think that dude was, he was about getting footage. But I think he might have, like, you know, thought about how it looks next to each other. And maybe yeah. certain dudes like Ty Evans working with him were like, yo, like, this clip would be really ill, like, right next to that. You know, and it would, he's a, but... I, I know what you're saying. I, I to be honest, my I really wish I pushed myself harder growing up. I just kind of lot. My girlfriend always says this to me. She's like, "You just you're like so lot t da. You just kind of go by and like whatever." <laughs> and I kind of, you know, I really wish I put like thought and like effort into my parts rather than just kind of like going out and just figuring shit out. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. it, I really wish I was like took my I just love skateboarding so much. I didn't think of it as a job, but I just thought of it as like what I love. So I didn't want to think of skating as my job and be like, cool, I need to get this clip, that clip. And then I need to do this interview and need to do that. Like I just kind of went with it and whatever happened, happened. So I wish I, I wish I did it differently a little bit to push myself more on a skateboard. But at the end of the day, I'm super happy and it, I'm glad with what happened. So yeah, no, for sure. Yeah. Like, I'll just give you an example of, of one clip that jumped out to me because, like, obviously before we have our guests on, we'll go watch all their footage. Yeah. Like you said, when you got 30 and older, you, like, you had a big jump, and that's, you know, you're doing fucking fakie trace, which knows manual the stage, you know, the clip heard around the world. But then when you're younger, you used uh, that one line at Universitat where it's, like, clean as hell, but it's, like, kickflip over the corner of the block, nollie front heel, and then fakie five of the ledge then switch from oh, yeah. three where like yeah me watching that i'm like i can see that that was probably very easy for you you know what i mean like you're so yeah. you have so much more talent than to just do a fakie five oh there you know what i mean but 
Yeah, I remember. I really loved doing that line because I, I think that might be the only clip I have. I'm pretty sure that I'm wearing headphones. Like, and I, I don't like <laughs> oh, that. I don't, like, yeah. I don't like when people do that. But this is like, this is back then. I was, I used to listen to Stevie Wonder. Like, fucking, that's all I listened to was Stevie Wonder. So I had the Stevie Wonder playing in my head, and I was just like cruising. It was like my like just open playing field, and I was like kick forward thing, and it just felt fun to move like that, and that's why it felt fun to feel. Oh no, yeah, yeah. Like, like I said, like the flow you did, every trick was flawless. Your flat ground's obviously epic. The nollie front heel was butter, but in my head, I'm like, yo, give me a fakey flip out of that. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, <laughs> no, dude, I, you're you're totally right, bro. Like I just. You know, when it came back to like what the skateboarding that I liked, you know, I just wanted everything to look clean. And, you know, I, people are, I used, certain skaters are like really particular on their footage. And I just wanted it to like, if I felt good doing it, then I was cool mm-hmm. with it. Like that no, was it. Sure. And, and then yeah. you did have, you know, back then skaters were like, yo, you skater skating back then it was like, yeah, dope footage, but you had to do hard tricks in one another. And then yeah, I was like, uh, I'm just happy to be skating with. I, I'm happy to be skating with everyone right now. I'm stoked. And then yeah. it goes back to the style versus skill argument, right? Like, totally. Safer, would you rather see that line with a not so perfect faggy flip out of the faggy five zero or the flawless line that he did? Yeah, that's exactly. Everyone's gonna have a different answer, right? Like, exactly. Yeah. If but that that goes back to the thing of like, how hard are you gonna push yourself to get the clip where everyone aspires to be Shane O'Neill, where you can do the hardest thing and still make it look good you know mm-hmm. yeah and that line was flawless like it's i not don't like- know if i'm aspiring to be shane o'neill these days <laughs> yeah, okay <laughs> you know what i mean though like <laughs> you want to be able to do stuff that's as hard as possible for yourself personally but also make mm-hmm. it look good right yeah. and so then the question would be <clears throat> how hard was that for kelly and if if he did it in two or three tries then do you spend two or three hours trying to fake you flip out like it's up to each person, right? Yeah. I just I just didn't think like that. I kind of, you know, I definitely want to do hard tricks, but I don't know, man. I, fakey tray, fakey mayo. I, like, I'm very happy I did that trick, but, like, that was one of those tricks where I didn't, I didn't think I could do that. Like, I didn't think it was physically possible for really anyone to do it, or yeah. especially myself. Yeah. So I kind of mm-hmm. was like, you know, that that was my problem I had. I didn't really believe in myself of like doing harder tricks. And then that day I was like, you know, that year was really a big year for me, but I was like, yo, I can look at this differently, I think. And then it just fucking, my friend uh, Van Styles, he was like, yo, you, you could do that. And I was like, no, no, dude, it's like, dude. it's not even possible, bro. Like and I had <laughs> tried it before. Like I had tried it and I was just like, dude, I just look like an idiot. Like, you, like your board's just flying into it and it's like, you know, it just doesn't look right. And then I was like, yo, if I go really fast and pop it early, I could like really snap it and whatever. And I think he trade up it. And I was like, Oh, I'm happy. Like, I don't know. You know, I don't even do any more. Like the, what am I going to, you really think I can manual it? Thank you. Mail it. It's crazy. And then I got in, he's like, try one more. And then I got onto it. And I did like the thing where you land on the nose and it's fly forward. Yeah. And that's when I realized that it might happen. And then you black out and you, I got into it and you can see me, dude, I'm squatting so hard. I can yeah. barely hold myself up. And I'm like, 
there's no way in hell I'm losing this way right now. <laughs> and, I, <laughs> and I stand up from it and I just landed it. And you could just see, I was like, no idea that just happened. But I, I was very stoked. That was one of the wildest tricks of all time. Any type yeah. of skating, like that just not really humanly possible. So hats off to you for that. Um, Thank you. Didn't and, they like make a, an award, like the first ever trick of the year award was like yeah, designed was, around your fakie tray, fakie Manny? <laughs> well, because I remember I just started doing street league judging that year. And I, dude, it was so funny because I told Roger this all the time, but Roger was like, because I used to live where we do uh, the nightclub, whatever. Like I live with Roger there and Roger, you know, he, he'd be like, yo, um, you're going to be a street league judge? They, yeah, I'm like, yeah, they asked me to do it. And I'm super hyped. Like, that's crazy. And he's like, dude, you take that job as street league judge, you're never going to get a pro model board. He's like, never. <laughs> and I was like, he's like, there's no way. Because back then it would be, it was, I guess it wasn't like that. You know, like if you're 30 years old going to be a, a judge for a skate contest, you think you're going to turn pro? Like, yeah. and, and it's all good. Like, I love Roger and I totally make sense for him saying that. But then I was like, oh no, fuck that. Like. I'm going to go pro this year. Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> but it's all good. Me and Roger kind of always play those games, you know. But, um, yeah, I think they chose to start Trick of the Year. And they were going to have us judges, you know, pick the, the winner. And then I did that trick. And they were like, what the fuck are you doing, bro? And I was like, you're yeah. supposed to be one of the judges. And I, was like, yeah. I was like, yo, I'm just fucking around. I don't know. And then, and then uh, they just ex- excluded me from that thing. And then they they – they chose it and I was super stoked and it's been fun to do these little commercials for it and stuff now and then, but it's, yeah, yeah, I'm very, I'm very happy. I did that and proud and thank you guys for the appreciation. That's cool. It's, you know, looking back at it, like I said, not pushing myself that hard. I'm Mm -hmm. glad I got to do that once really like to where I can't believe it. You know, like I'm very, yeah, I'm very appreciative of that. So I'm stoked. I'm glad we asked because I always I just wanted to get into your psyche of back then. And then it's cool that even though it took a while, you got to the point where you went from not believing in yourself to just blowing your own mind. And it's like it opened a can of worms where it's like, let's go. Let's do it, dude. I think, you know, going through be a skateboarder, you, you, we all have this madness for like our, our board set up and what we're writing. And mm-hmm. I had found this shape that was like a girl board. If you look at my old footage. Dude, I couldn't really skate KO boards. Like I just, they were so steep in certain sizes that like it drove me nuts. And I remember like just trying to nollie heel shit and just missing my nose. Oh, but then that's the worst. Yeah. I would get this Costin uh, girl shape and it was like a 7.5 and it was so flat. And I, I, if you look, I do like a bear, a lot of like older footage, like I, what, what was it? I think I do a tray flip um, Trickopedia thing on the barracks. And you can see my stickers all stickered, boards all stickered up. I would just buy girl boards, sticker them up with Expedition because I could do my tricks the way I wanted to do them on those boards. <laughs> and I thought that was crazy. And then I rode a, like a bigger shape that girl made and I just stuck with that one. And then if I switch boards, I, I couldn't do it, dude. I couldn't, I, I just didn't think I could do anything. And then I got back on that board and then I fucking skated hella hard for a year and that shit happened because I feel like that's just my shape that I can fuck with. You know what I mean? That's crazy. Yeah, it's weird. So fast forward a little bit. At this point, 
guys like Kenny Hoyle and Spencer have gotten on the team after you, but turned pro before you. At what point did you decide to part ways with Expedition and why? I think, uh, like I said before, I had injuries and I just couldn't get my the what they wanted together. Like I couldn't get the footage, mm-hmm. couldn't film the part. I broke my ankle and I just started again and I was filming pretty good for it. And, you know, I think w- with where Expedition wanted to go, I kind of just didn't fit with where they wanted to go. And mm-hmm. I didn't really, I, it was it was really frustrating because I was skating really good at one point, like 2013. And then I realized without all the hard work I was putting into wasn't what they wanted. And that's something to hard to understand as a skateboarder. It's like, yo, I'm skating really hard. And I'm like, I feel like I'm getting good footage. And they're like, no, but we're, it's just not where we're headed right now. And you don't really fit in here, which was hard for me to understand. But I understand looking at it now. And, you know, they were just like, yo, like, I just needed to figure something, figure it out. And I had other shit happening. You know what I mean? Like, life was going on and, you know, behind the scenes with family. Like, my family's all good. But, you know, um, just I had a girlfriend at the time. And it was just getting, it was just dealing with all these things and, I think that was, you know, we, t- we parted ways at that time and it was tough at the moment, but looking back, it totally made sense and it's all good. Uh, I still love that company. Like, and uh, I'm just, it, that's what happened really is that kind of just, I was going a different route than what they wanted to go to. So and what their, what type they were, what the graphics they were doing and, uh, the skaters they were looking to promote and grow with. And I thought the team was rad back then too. They got zeroed on and everything, but just, yeah. mm-hmm. it was hard for me to do, like get the right footage and stuff like that for them. So it just kind of, we just parted ways. Kind of around that time, a little later, you're creating a lane for yourself uh, on the barracks. You're, you're a regular on the barracks and your Instagram's blowing up at the same time too. Your online presence is on the rise. Was that a conscious effort? I always really enjoyed looking at trying to do things a new way and not get stuck. Cause back then it was always like you film a video part and then you get a magazine interview and then you turn pro and you do all the, you know, like it was the standard thing. Yeah. And when the bears came around, it was kind of a new way to go out and skate. When Instagram came around, that was pretty rad, especially when they started doing uh, the videos on Instagram, you could start uploading videos and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I think that was just fun to do it differently and communicate with people. And, you know, sometimes some people thought it was kind of corny, but I thought it was like I wanted to, you know, watch Gino Iannucci. I, like, you know, the one place I would want to get it is like directly from him. So, yeah, I, you know what I mean? I wanted like I was like, cool, if people want to see me skate. They could hit they could watch my stuff and then be stoked on it, you know. Mm-hmm. So I think that's where. Instagram, I was psyched and I kind of just, for a while, that's, that's all I did was Instagram. I, it was 2015 was a huge year for Instagram. And anyone yeah. that really like participated in that year with Instagram, like you saw like Beebles Park was popping. Like, yeah. yeah. It put you in the driver's seat of your own footy, right? Like you got to control what went out. Totally, dude. And like, you know, you'd be hyped and you didn't have to like do this traditional way where you had this filmer doing like a get big camera and all this stuff. It would be like, mm-hmm. hey, dog, like here's my phone. Just film it real quick. And you could just make it happen on your own with your friends. And I thought that was cool. And 
That's kind of the way I, I like to do it. And I, Roger would always make fun of me. He's like, how did you do fakey tray, fakey manual on an iPhone? Like, you, there's no <laughs> one else there. You want to have, I want to get a clip I want to get. I was like, yeah, I just don't, I just don't care. Yeah. Yeah, so It's the camera that's here right now. Yeah. And so I, I yeah, it's, it, it's cool, man. Like I, I, Instagram is, was fun and it still is, but it's just, it was really critical back then. That was a fun time in skateboarding for me. Mm-hmm. So when shit started to hit the fan over at KO and people were leaving, they made what seemed like an odd move at the time and finally turned you pro. That was obviously something you dreamed about for years. Was it bittersweet at all that it happened when it did and the way it did? That was that was a crazy time. I I was really stoked because I was very happy. Like Chico, I wrote for Chico's company, Central. And, you know, at that point I had gotten a job and I wasn't really focusing on trying to skate. It was more of just like, cool, I, like, I can like skate and have fun and not be a job. And, and I was just posting Instagram stuff. And then I turned pro for Central. And then um, there was a point where uh, Rob Welsh had hit me back, hit me up. And he was like, yo, dude, like your skating's been rad lately on social media. And to me, hearing that from Rob was really cool because at one point he wasn't really into social media and that he was just, he's just a legend too, Mm -hmm. but he wasn't really into the whole social media movement. But then Mm -hmm. he was like, yo, like you, you, you did some cool shit. Like that's rad. Like, would you want to be a part of doing expedition or be pro in expedition? And I was like, Hey, like, I'm actually really happy you hit me up. I'm like really thought about it, but like, I still don't think I match with what you're trying to do. Like, you know, I still don't think you'll really like what I bring to the table. So I said, no, that's really rad, um, but thank you. And then I think at that point, there had been some falling out with those, with uh, the people at KO and like what was going on. And I was, didn't know anything behind it. I didn't, I didn't know anything of what was happening behind the scenes of yeah. people about to like, I had, you know, I talked to the guys there and they're like, we want you to come back, um, but we let go or Rob Welsh isn't here anymore. We want you to come in to kind of help take his place. And I was like, whoa, that's crazy. Wow. Like, you know, that was like kind of yeah. unbelievable, like to get kicked off and then now be like, yo, we want you to help come run it now because we've <laughs> yeah. seen what you've been doing with social media and things. And I was like, yo, this is really crazy idea. And I had never really made money in skating. And they were like, hey, here's, we can help you out with some money. And you can give you like more, we, you can give more of a brand direction. And I was like super stoked. And I kind of told it to Chico. And um, he was like, dude, you got to do what you got to do, man. You know what I mean? Like, and I, I love Chico. And, but then when I got there, I didn't know that those dudes were about to dip. Like, I, it was like a week we had planned it out to do some other time. And then like that whole stuff happened. I was like, what the hell's going on? Like, yeah. like, Fuck. yeah. Like Joey left. Um, yeah. At that point, like what else would left and then Zared left and then Frankie heck left. And I think Tom Remillard had left and it was just like this whole thing. Spencer. And then Spencer left. And then I didn't know that. And then they're like, boom, we had this thing happen. And it was weird because people were super stoked that I was there. But also there was kind of like, wait, what happened with those guys? Yeah. So it was, it was a really interesting time. And I, I was just kind of in the middle of it. And I was, I didn't know they were doing that because I was yeah. hyped to come back and be with those guys and kind of get something going. But obviously they had a falling out and, you know, sometimes that just happens in skateboarding. And then 
I was stoked I got the board and it's what I dreamed of since I was first, you know, was a kid. So that was pretty mm-hmm. cool. But it sucked that it worked out like that way it's where people had left. But I mean, it was, I tried to make the best out of it, you know? Yeah. Did you face some backlash from the guys on the team or like fans or anything like that? No, I think they were kind of like, they knew that I had nothing to do with it because I wasn't, I didn't kick anyone off or anything. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it was, it was more of like them leaving beforehand and not knowing. And they were like, what? Like they, they I talked to like Tom Remillard about it and I, you know, Joey Pepper. I don't, I didn't really talk to him. It was just more of kind of like, yo, that's, yeah, that's crazy. Like that's between whatever happened with them and who was running at that time. And they knew that I had nothing to do with that, but they probably were tripping for sure. So, but I didn't get any backlash from it. I think people at the end of the day were like super stoked. Yeah. From the outside looking in, I remember feeling like, like happy for you. Cause it's like, yo, literally me and Dono were at Shred Central, like our local skate park in early 2000s when the KO promo came out and you know we've been following you since then obviously knowing you had the skill to be pro for a long time before it actually happened and Mm so obviously you know part of us is like super hyped for you it's like damn you got your dream way later than it probably should have happened but it's such a weird time because we're really close friends with Spencer so we're hearing all that drama too and then it, it was almost like Expedition gets rid of you realizes oh shit now kelly's got this huge instagram like we want to bring him back and try and get board sales through that like it was just such a weird weird thing but i mean we're we're happy you got the board on your wall you know what i'm saying it happened <laughs> uh, it, it probably wasn't the trajectory you were hoping for but it happened and and congrats that was dope no thank you dude and i you know it felt weird because it was like this weird noise that it kind of like people were stoked, but it also drowned out the stuff that just happened, you know, yeah. and it was, I didn't want it to be, I didn't want it to be like that. Like, mm-hmm. of course I, and, but it was like, well, I was so confused and I was like, dude, I, you know, I'm stoked. And, you know, Gallant and Kenny and Miller were still there and that was cool. But, you know, Expedition still like, it was a rad brand and it's gone through its ups and downs, but you know, right now it, it rests in peace and still love that company. So, yeah, yo, I, I for, yo, I literally forgot till right now. Donald, I don't even know if you remember this. Remember when I was on Expedition for a couple of years, like Canada? Yeah. Remember when me and Cody and Cody was on that. DGK? <laughs> yeah. Oh, you were on Flow for DGK back then? Or uh, for Expedition? Yeah, and, my, and uh, our other buddy Cody was on uh, DGK. Like, we just got it through Time Bomb, which also did LRG in Canada. Oh, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I forgot like, about that. I remember just loving, I always loved Expedition's aesthetic too. And like the brand and Spencer, we, me and Donald both have his board on our wall. They made like the good pants back then, didn't yeah, they? Yeah, yeah. Dude, they had the, the chinos. good khakis. Yeah. yeah. Dude, Spencer, yeah. I remember seeing Spencer. I, I, the one thing I tripped on Expedition was like, they when they put Spencer on, they didn't tell me. I did like I'd seen his footage. Like that kid's fucking good. They didn't tell us. They just put him on, and I was, yeah. and I saw the ad in in the trans world, and I was like switchbacks and I'm like holy shit. I was like, <laughs> I was like, yo, like I'm not even mad. You didn't tell me. This is incredible. So I actually looked like eleven. It was something big. It was like eleven stair or something, right? Oh, I think yeah. was it the Vancouver UBC? twelve stair yeah. UBC? Yeah. So, yeah. 12 st- I was like, yo, this kid's insane. And then I remember going on a trip to Vancouver and skating with him. And I was like, oh my 
God, that, that was crazy <laughs> too because getting hurt and trying to come back and then you keep coming back to these newer kids that are just unbelievable. Yeah. That you're yeah. like, it, you, it's hard to think. And back then it was so competitive like to get tricks that it felt, I was like, oh my, there's no way I can, I'm not, I can't <laughs> do this shit. These guys are yeah. so good. And I'm just like trying to do what I do, but it, it was cool to watch for sure. Yeah, I don't envy you coming back trying to like, get back on pace and all of a sudden Spencer's frontside half cab flipping the 15 in China. <laughs> oh, bro. I watched that happen. And I was like, dude, I swear he did that in three tries. <laughs> that was one of the rare, like fold out covers. Wasn't it? You know, the covers that's like oh, two pages. Yeah, yeah. It was. Yeah. Like, you rarely see that shit. But that was that SBC. That was SBC. Like yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. yeah. That was like, I remember on that China trip, he was unreal on that trip. And he, he was like, oh, I'm going to skate the last day. And he goes, oh, I'll, I'll warm up. I think he, I think he all he did, but he warms up with a fakie flip and catches it. And then just bails. And I was like, what? Like, I didn't know what trick he was going to try. I'm like, what? he's like, no, no, I'm going to try fake your front. So I just warmed up. I was like, <laughs> no. like imagine fakie flip. Jeez. Yeah. And he then like, yeah, three tries later, just does it. And I'm just, I'm like, all right, I'll skate the manual pads over there, man. Like, you're, you're, unreal. you're unreal, bro. Like, that was pretty sick. That was right. So your shoe sponsor history has been a bit all over the place. You were riding DCs when you first hit the scene. Take us a bit through that journey to the present day. Yeah, I, uh, I rode, like I said before, Rob McKinley hooked me up with DC and... I slowly started to meet the guys. Uh, I loved the shoes. I used to skate fucking Mantecas, and uh, that was like the shoe I skated a lot back then. And the Ave, the first, no, the second Ave shoe, I skated that a lot too. That was right when the DC video came out. So I was. Was that the one yeah. with the little bit of brown on it? It was like white and had some brown yeah, on it. Yeah, brown, had oh. the white and brown. Those are sick. The white, mm. there was blue ones, I think, a little bit of blue kind of. But I also skated like the Lynx, because that was like the end of. When they started, that was the end of like the Lynx kind of when they stopped that yeah. and then they started making the Lynx HG. And then that mm -hmm. was my shoe. That was like my everyday shit. And then I went on tour with those dudes. That was super fun. I got to meet everyone. And I, I remember going on that tour in, where was, or we were in Chicago and on this DC, like we just get there. I'm meeting Kayla's for the first time. Abe's there. I knew Abe already because he used to live by me. We would skate all the time. And then, um, just meeting, I think Rob Tierdick was there and just Ryan Smith. And like, it was just like kind of surreal to like meet all these dudes finally. And there was a spot right down the street and it was like, it looked like a clock of all these ledges. And I remember skating down and I was so hyped and I'm, I think Ben England's right there and, and I'm, I'm riding switch. No, I'm, yeah, I'm riding switch and I try to turn around like fakey. So like I just kind of kick turn and my my wheels hit like a like a crack or like a tile, and I fucking eat so much shit in front of all these dudes. <laughs> just meeting them, I slam, and my board flies into the street, and I'm just like so embarrassed. And then a car drives by hella slow and just rides over my board and breaks oh, it in no. half. <laughs> right in front of all these dudes. But yeah, like they were, they just laughed it off, and I ended up, um, it was a great trip. So later on, like Heath Brinkley became team manager and that was really cool. Devin just got on and 
I kind of was skating with Abe and trying to film a lot. And then they stopped making the Lynx HE and they stopped making shoes I could skate. They had like the Lynx 2 and that shoe like was not good. That shoe sucked. Like, <laughs> just, it was all bulky and just, it just didn't, it wasn't the right shoe. And I couldn't find a shoe to skate it anymore. And I remember Tony Evian, he was the team manager uh, at S back in the day, RIP. He was awesome dude. I grew up next to Soltec. They had a skate park there. They still do the Etney skate park. And all the people from Soltec would be there. And I was already good friends with Scuba from skating with him for all the years. And I was like, yo, dude, like I can't skate any DCs. Do you think I can just get some like Excels until I could like find something there? And Tony's like, dude, of course. Here's some shoes. Takes two pairs of Excels. And I was like, I was like, bro, like this shoe is unreal. Like I haven't skated this shoe since I was in high school. Like I, so I just got super psyched on it. And then Tony one day was just like, dude, you are friends with all of us. You skate with all of us and you can't skate with a D, like you can't skate in those shoes. Why don't you just skate for S? And I was like, dude, I'm, I'm down. Like I was like, I just I, like, I was like, I'm, I'm super down. Like, you know, we'll put you on flow and we'll figure it out. And then I was like, fuck yeah, dude, I'm psyched on that. I talked to dudes at KO and they were hyped on it. And at that point, uh, I still wrote for Elwood. No, it was right when I was starting to get on LRG, but they were hyped obviously. And then, um, went to them and I told the Heath Brinkley, he's like, are you sure you want to quit? Like you'd work so hard and there might be something happening in the future with you. And I kind of was like, yo, I just feel better over here. This felt more natural. And these guys were in my hometown. And I remember telling Van England, I was like, yo, I'm going to ride for S. And he's like, what the fuck? He's like, why didn't you just tell me? He's like, I couldn't have helped you out. Like, why didn't you just tell me when I was like, no, it's just, it's all good. I appreciate that. It's really nice of you. But I'm going to, you know, try this. And then they had actually had plans to turn me and it was like, I think this was the four dudes. It was, he took me, Tony took me into the office and was like, you, Bobby Warris, Mike Barker, and Nija, we're going to be like the four new AMs on S, super hyped, uh, you know, there's going to be a contract going for you and we'll do it. And then I ended up, uh, yeah, like I said before, I ended up going skating and then I broke my foot doing the hard flip over that spot where I tray flipped and then Fucking Tony hell. had got fired. Shit. So they, the team manager got fired. So every plan, all the plans he had. And I was supposed to go, like the next day, I was supposed to go on a trip to Barcelona with Tom Penny and all these dudes to go film for. Oh. So I was like, no, I, it was so devastating. And then they let the team manager go. And then I had to recover from that. And the new team manager, who's a rad guy, Jay Maldonado, did not even have any idea who I was. Fuck. So I had to start all over again. On that sense, and then kind of like you know, figure, just figure it out, and then they ended up, yeah, that's that. And then I kind of stuck with S ever since. Wow, damn, it's all good. So you've been working with S for quite some time now, giving some shine to the OG skate brand we all grew up loving. What's it been like being on the business side of the industry while still being an active pro? Well, the funny part is, is I kind of didn't want to be pro. That's why I got a job. <laughs> I was like, dude, I don't know if I want to do this, but it, it's been fun. Like, yeah, I got the job and working with Don Brown is probably one of the best things that's ever happened to me, to be honest. He's, you know, I've worked with people before and it's, when you have an amazing boss like him, it's, 
it makes it fun. And, you know, you don't have someone yelling at you for, you know, whatever. Not that people yell at me all the time anyway, but, you know, it's really, you can work through situations better, but it's been cool to bring stuff back and kind of resurrect it again. Um, mm-hmm. And I re- only thing I wish, I mean, I, it's cool to put, you know, like, you know, hook up Wade and Tom and like Schmatty and like hook up a bunch of homies with shoes and, you know, do things with like Sal Barbier and then like Ronnie Krieger um, it's been super fun and learning the business side has been probably one of the coolest things in seeing how difficult it really is and just being a skateboarder than being in the office. It's like, it's a whole different story. So being a kid looking at it, I was like, it, this seemed all fun in games and there's a lot of like stuff you got to learn in the office. So mm-hmm. it was fun and it's, I wish, you know, S is a small brand. It's a lot of people love it. I wish we had more money to like, you know, go do trips and all this stuff, but it is what it is. And, you know, it's fucking, I'm stoked on it for sure. So hopefully we can get some more stuff going soon. That super rare player coach position, man. <laughs> you call on the shots and you still playing, but you guys just made a super sick acquisition in Marcus Shaw, right? Yeah, dude. Marcus is so sick, dude. So that guy's yeah. dumb queen, man. Yeah, he's super dope. Um, hyped on his skating, and it was cool to get someone out in Europe on the squad. And you know, definitely want to build a team bigger. And just yeah, I just like the product that's coming out right now is so sick, and it's kind of reminiscent of what we look, you know, what we did looked at growing up, what we love. But also, I want to like you know having the new guy, new generation of of people that loved us. And now we get to go out and kind of represent it and put it into our own spin. It's pretty cool. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's been a minute since the people have had a full Kelly Hart part. We hope you aren't satisfied with Insta likes and views these days. Some comments. <laughs> the people and us especially want another full part, man. What do you got in the works? Damn, that's cool to hear. Um, you know, the funny, yeah, I think social media has kind of been a big thing for me to, like, get these jobs that I'm doing now, you know, mm-hmm. uh, which has been super amazing. And, dude, I, about four years ago, I had, like, a really crazy hip injury that just kind of crept up on me that I have a hip impingement, and it just tore, I, my, it was bone on bone, and it was, like, Fuck. came out of nowhere. Jesus. So I had to get that shit, I have, like a cadaver labrum in my leg and then in my hip and then it just doesn't work like it used to. So it's really hard to like try to get like, go out and get footage when that hurts. And then I hurt, just hurt my ankle. So, and I'm, you know, somewhat pretty busy doing everything. Of course. Work wise. It's kind of hard to go out and be like, yo, get up a film or let's film. But it's, we'll see. Hopefully I would love to, I would, I would seriously be super stoked, but I just need to get my everything back into shape and the world's in a crazy place right now. So hopefully that can get cleaned up too. Definitely. So what's next for Kelly Hart? Dude, I, I was tripping cause I was, I don't, I wasn't like positively going to do it, but the, I was going to do all this like Olympic judging stuff. And Whoa. like, yeah, they had asked me to, you know, do all the world skate contests and that was rad. And, you know, being a part of that was is amazing, but it got postponed until um, next year. And they haven't chosen the, the Olympic judges strictly yet, but, you know, it's cool to be on the board of maybe that happening. Um, that would be awesome. I think just keep it I, just growing S and hopefully can start skating again like I used to with my injuries and 
Um, I'm also doing stuff with NHS, which is rad. Like, you know, mob team manager. If you guys need grip, I got you. Um, <laughs> yeah. Legend. So it, 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 like, it's, it's super cool. And I'm just glad to be, you know, doing this stuff. And I, dude, I have said that, you know, it would be tight, dude. If we did a nine club and the bunt podcast where you guys came and kicked it and we just talk shit, dude. Cause I think that would be the funnest thing, dude. But I don't know. Well, how it first is. order of business is getting that uh, switch flip Manny monitor fixed up, dog. That should be fakey tray fakey. I don't know who's in charge of that shit, dog. But that's order of business number one. When you guys that get that trick sorted out, then then we'll talk. Yeah, Chris doesn't like to talk about that around the house. You know what I'm saying? Jeez, but, yeah, I bet. Yeah. <laughs> no, dude. But yeah, no, I'm just stoked. To, honestly, I'm really happy to be doing what I'm doing and skating and helping skaters out when I can. And yeah, I'm hopefully just keep it going through all this, this stuff. So I'm, I'm yeah. stoked. That's what's up, man. Love to hear it. You had a, some wild ups and downs, but it's sick. It's sick to see what you're doing today, man. Yeah. Thanks, man. I'm just, uh, I, it yeah, it definitely was a wild ride, but you know, I wouldn't change it. And I'm just, you know, when you love skateboarding, just like we all do, you it's just, you look back and you're like, damn, you ever look back at things sometimes? You're like, I don't know if I would go back through that again. But you're like, no, I loved it. I fucking do it again for sure. Like, mm-hmm. it just you know, when you love something so much, it kind of just takes over. So it's been it's been fun, man. Hell yeah. Yo, yo, yo! It's Rapid Fire with the Ghost, and this week, as always, we're brought to you by Dickies. We talk in the relaxed fit carpenter denim jeans. Whether you're on your blue collar carpentry tip, switch from blending Hollywood 16, or just going for a stroll through the park looking clean, the relaxed fit carpenter denim jeans are the ones for you. Dickies all day, every day. Your favorite skater's favorite pants. All right, big dog. You know what time it is. A little rapid fire with the ghost. You ready? Let's go, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. I knew this was coming. We know you a Cali nice guy, but hopefully, you know what I'm saying, you came with some shots ready. <laughs> oh, we'll see, dude. I, oh, my God. This is the one part I seriously didn't even... I was like, I don't know what I'm going to say, but we'll, <laughs> it'll, it'll, <laughs> like, we'll go through it. We'll get it. Favorite skater? Brian Winning. Oh, yeah. Favorite video? I, I have to say Photosynthesis mouse and trilogy favorite video part oh i'll go ahead and say weddings part from photosynthesis is song trick selection and then him coming out with at that time it was just like a whole change in skateboarding that was just amazing hell yeah favorite style gino Iannucci for sure which skater had the biggest influence on the way you skate it was a mix uh, of brian wedding and pj ladd i would say most talented skateboarder on planet earth like currently right now i think Ashad is just kind of like all terrain like are you kidding yeah. like you're the you, the tricks he does ledges manuals tranny it's unreal favorite trick i mean it's probably obvious but 360 flips to me are just like it's just it's when you see kayla's do it you see people do it and they look good you're just like that looks it's kind of like one of the first tricks you want to learn that's like the 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 most desirable trick you want to learn as a kid and then to do it all the time it just to me it still feels super fun and 
I like that trick probably the most. Fuck, I still can barely do them. Fucking. <laughs> it's all on the back foot, bro. It's all on the back foot and keeping your shoulders, not turning your shoulders. I trust me. Easier said than done. I can switch tray, but I can't tray flip. It's just whatever. Hardest trick for you? Inward heel flips. Most illegal trick? I'll probably say there's two tricks. It's like dolphin flips. As they call them, I like you know what I'm talking about. It's like yeah. the forward. Oh yeah, it just doesn't look good. It just does not. And I had seen people do double dolphin flips. So I was like, "Are you oh, shitting God. me? What in the hell, yo, bro? It just it doesn't. It's not like I don't like you. It just does aesthetically. Look, <laughs> it doesn't aesthetically look good. Like it just doesn't. And then the other one I would say would be like Willie grinds. Oh hell yeah! Favorite clip you've ever gotten. The one that did something like in my skate career, or whatever, was probably the fakie tray, fakie Manny. But I did fakie varial flip, fakie Mario on it too, and that one was fucking. That was really hard. What's the gnarliest trick you've ever witnessed? I remember on an LRG trip. This is like the later years when like they had added Tommy Sandoval and those dudes on the team. The dude just like Tommy was like, "Yo, I'm not skating today," and we're like, "All right, whatever." He had went in and he, he had like. <laughs> Dude, he brought a bottle of the wine to the spot and like was smoking like crazy. And he he was like a bottle and a half uh deep in wine, dude, like just <laughs> pretty toasted, dude. And yeah. he was smoking <laughs> and like he was skating this ledge and he started skating this little down ledge and he like front blunt big spin it. And I was like, yo, didn't I was trying half cat flip no side. I was like, yo, didn't you say you weren't gonna skate? He's like, Yeah, I don't I don't know. And he was like pretty hammered. And <laughs> <laughs> and then he skates around the corner and we're in the middle of China somewhere and he comes around and he's like, yo, I found a spot. I'm like, and then I'm trying to trick filming with the photographer filmer. They're like, Hey Kelly, we're going to come back and we go around the corner. <laughs> they, he, they ditched my session and I'm trying this trick and I'm like so confused and frustrated. And I go around this corner and it's a 17 stair rail with like little ass. There's like not a lot of run up for it. And I was like, what are you going to do when you're, you're like, you're like, oh, fuck it. I'm going to sit a frontside flip it. And he just tries frontside flipping it hammered and just does it, dude. Oh, my God. Oh. What's the one trick that got away? Kind of became this joke that why the LRG video came about with you, my money, Chico, was this bet that I had with him. And I was doing like nolly back nose grind big spin on this ledge. And I remember being we're at dinner the night before. And I was like, I would have a few beers and we would all talk shit with each other. And I'll be like, I want to try this trick. And Chico would be like, you know, you definitely don't have that trick, bro. <laughs> I was like, I was like, I swear to you, I, I guarantee you, I'll bet you 200 bucks or $100. I was like, 100 bucks to me back then was so much money. Like, I was like, I'm so confident in myself, I got 100 bucks. And he was like, fuck, I'll take it. And I go the next day and I try. I have no idea what I'm doing. And I <laughs> landed on it one time, but I tried for like four hours and I couldn't do it. And I feel like I tried it again and I could not, I, I just could never do that trick. And I was pretty Damn. bummed <laughs> hundred bucks later, but yeah, that. And then I think I almost tray flipped this. I was thinking about this before I tried to trade with this 11 stair at Folsom high, the one that Beeble Nolly heals and he lands. And he's like, that's yeah. And then like P rod Nolly flipped it too. Yeah. I went there one night and tray flipped and landed on it. And I, the ground was so rough and weird and I kept trying. I couldn't do it. And I was super bummed. I never got that. That was like, 
I was bummed, but that one got Dang. away too. What's the biggest bunt you've ever witnessed? Dude, I got a, I got a good one. And <laughs> this is all love, and I love this, dude. Uh, Brian Wenning, dude. It, he is my favorite <laughs> skater. It was... <laughs> We he had came down the Laguna for uh, to hang out with me one night, and he he would crash like at the uh, my parents' house when I was like when I was younger, and he would like crash at the house, and it was rad. And uh, one night, me and him had went out and partied in Laguna Beach, and we were having some drinks, we we're having a good time, and yo, he gets all fired up, and he's like, "Yo, Kelly," he's like, "Yo, I'm gonna switch all your tour tomorrow, bro." I'm like, really? He's like, yeah, man, let's fucking go. He's calling hoops, the, the Plan B film, he's on, but he's on Plan B. Yeah. And I'm like, fuck, all right, tomorrow, let's go, dog. Like, I'm not skating that shit, but I will watch. Let's go. Yeah. And he gets wow. fired up, and he's calling fucking, you know, hoops. And I think he even called, like, Colin McKay or something like that, was telling him all this shit. And, you know, we wake up the next morning. He's like, yo. He's like, yo, uh. We, we go and get breakfast real quick. We him get some, like, some breakfast, like, some tacos or something. And uh, he's like, yo, man, I'll hit you up in a little bit. And then he just left and never fucking, <laughs> never, didn't talk to anyone. <laughs> like, he just, I, I was like, fuck. Like, and then people were like, yo, what happened to Wendy? You want to switch all your tour? Like, we're down to go. And he was like, yo, I think he just, like, <laughs> disappeared. Oh disappeared. Which is all, like, that's a funny thing to me. Like, that dude's the best. Like, but yeah. I thought that was pretty, pretty good. That's so good. That's cl- oh, so classic. That's amazing. A lot of bunts yeah. get claimed the night before when the beers are flowing. Oh, dude, for, that's a common <laughs> one for sure. <laughs> but yeah, that was that was pretty sick. I love it. What's the last new trick you learned? I like I said, I got hurt like four months ago. So like, I remember I I just learned like then I was doing like a like switch 180 crooks and like 180 switch crooks. Oh, I was super hyped on learning those because that was like a really scary like get on top and zing out. Fucking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I learned those and then I got hurt. Dream job after skating. Owning my own company or some sort. And regardless if it's like just purely skateboarding or if it's a lot like whatever clothing or something, I think that would be pretty sick. I think, you know, to be able to do a podcast, you know, like kind of like you guys are doing, if you could like, you know, if we could all do podcasts for a living, that'd be fucking amazing too. So Hell for yeah. sure, I would say probably just owning my own shit. You know what I mean? Owning my own brand or company. Being your nice. own boss, man. That's what's up. Totally. Yep. Favorite local skater. Well, there's this dude here, my homie Leandre Sanders. I don't know if you guys have seen him on Instagram with Scapegoat. Oh my god, I just saw him for the first time. He's incredible. Yeah, he he's a local here at the Venice Park and he, he's unreal to watch at, in general anywhere. He's got so some crazy good talent that is like I was like, "Bro, you are some your talent is unreal. Like no one mm-hmm. skates like you. You could skate tranny. Dude, he skates regular footed on street and goofy footed in the bowl." like what sense does that make like he'll it's it's like and then but he can also switch it like he can it and he looks like his his shoulders are always like he's skating regular stance you know Mm -hmm. like he doesn't look like he's skating switch and it's like and he does tricks that are amazing so he he's that's the homie too but he he's next level bro yeah i remember the first time i saw a clip of him at the baker boys 
and it like broke my brain i was like what the hell he was just hitting the tranny but then he comes and does i guess what was a switch flip front board and a switch front feeble like it just made yeah. no sense <laughs> they like you know there's only been like i swear really there's only been like two people to really do that to me where you look at him and you can't tell what stance they are is leandre mm-hmm. and then when brian peacock came out yeah yeah yeah. He was tough too. I was like, he was like this ledge dancing and like flip tricks. Where I was like, what the? I, in the way his shoulders look, it didn't make any sense. It was like you couldn't tell which was which. But yeah, it was crazy. Favorite local brand? There's a lot of cool like clothing companies happening right now. Like Butter Goods is dope. It's been around for a little bit. Like High Company is super sick. There's this company called Art Form. It's, I think it's based out of more of Orange County. I think it's pretty sick, dude. Dope. Is that something you might see Ryan Atwood wearing? That what? <laughs> Who? I was just kidding. It was another. <laughs> I was just trying to make Donald <laughs> laugh. It was just another guy from uh, the OC. <laughs> oh jeez, yeah. Like, dude, it's Jesus. the funny part. You make an OC joke. I'm like, I have no idea. Dude. Like, I just have no. Clue. I'm not. Yo, I'm not even chirping because me and Donald watched the show. You didn't even watch it. Like, if anything, we're the ones who were fucking. <laughs> <laughs> watched it multiple times, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's tight. What's the one sponsor you regret riding for? There was like this company called Power Balance and they were selling bracelets that you would put on your, you would wear on your wrist. It was supposedly mm. supposed to make you balance better. And oh, it was, yeah, that's like yeah, an yeah. old golf thing, right? Yeah. yeah and they, like and like, golfers wear those things. Yeah, man. And it just, something happened. Like they sponsored Jack Curtin and then like my homie who was rad dude sponsored me. Uh, he started giving me free stuff. And they were selling like hotcakes, dude. They like bought arenas and like, dude, it was like a million wow. dollar. They were giving me free tickets to Laker games with sweets and all this shit. But like, Damn. it was super dope to be getting free shit from them. But it was like, yeah. it was complete, like just kind of garbage at the same time. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> like it was like the one thing where you're kind of like embarrassed to wear it, but like also like the hookups were super tight and I was friends with the guys. So it was like, and then they ended up like they had to, dude. They got sued or something because it wasn't provenly. They didn't couldn't prove that it worked, so they went out of business. <laughs> Yo, I remember that now. That was one of those like quick rise, quick fucking falls. Yes, you got your power balance. Like it helps you fucking. It's like nah, there's no science behind <laughs> that shit. But they sold a ton of shit. <laughs> Roger would be like, I would give him like, I would give him the like those, and he was like, yo, and he would go to the bar, and he's like, Kelly, when I go to the bar and wear these, I come home with chicks every single time, bro. And it's gotta be the fucking. Th-. He was so convinced it was like, he was yeah. this, these power balance things. And I was like, I don't know, man, whatever. But placebo balance, it worked for him. Exactly. Favorite teammate ever. We traveled a lot back in the day. Jack Curtin was me and him always kind of had a good. Uh, relationship of like traveling just being homies and stuff because we wrote for dc he was on dc and then lrg and um ko so we travel a lot together and that dude was just like it's always a good dude to to be with and he is he always he was one of those dudes he would do tricks and i'd be like i don't know how you know how to do that shit because i've never seen you try that and then he'll do something completely fucking amazing you're like fuck he's just he was just so fun to watch He's a workhorse skater, man. Got mad respect for him. Mm-hmm. Dude, still killing it too, bro. Yeah. Worst teammate ever. I'd have to say Don Brown because he didn't put me on the team until I was 30 years old. <laughs> Just kidding. I love Don. Worst company. 
there would be like companies back in the day you would see in like trans world. It would be like Bezo shoes and shit like that. I don't know if you see like the worst shit in trans world sometimes. You're just like, gosh, dude. Like, I think even, I, th- I think I listened to the, was it the Will Marshall one where he says like, if it, any trucks out there that weren't fucking indie yeah, fucking bubble? Yeah, yeah, I was yeah. like, yeah, creeper trucks, like whatever, like Z rollers. Like, are you kidding <laughs> yeah. me, bro? I don't know. But like, it, it wasn't, yeah, nothing display. I just didn't, Z rollers were not cool to me. Just like, <laughs> <laughs> Bezo shoes. Like, I think Two Fish was a name. Like, me and my friends would just clown that shit. But like, for sure. I don't know. It just, it just didn't look cool. So. I always felt bad for those companies that were so random that would have an ad in Transworld where I'm like, did they just blow their whole company's budget on this ad and they're still going to go out of business because no one cares? Yeah, and everyone's just making fun of you and you're just like, <laughs> yeah. oh, good. It's like you get like secondhand embarrassment from it. You're like, oh, dude, <laughs> come on. <laughs> but eh, it happens. Worst style. Dude, I'll say one, dude. I'll say one. <laughs> And I do like this dude, and he's cool <laughs> as fuck. <laughs> Let's hear it. I saw at one time I saw it at like Tampa, and like Greg Lutzka did some trick, and he like oh! oversteed it. <laughs> I was like, dude, I'm like, he, but I do, dude, Greg's great, man. He's a good dude, but he oversteed <laughs> the trick super hard, you know? Yeah. I could see it. I could see I it. I thought you were going to say Cody McIntyre, but yo, Greg Lutzka, I fucking love Greg Lutzka. <laughs> That's your fucking... (laughs) (laughs) Now, Greg Lutzka is a guilty pleasure skater of mine. I absolutely am a huge fan. I actually just was trying to watch your footage yesterday, and, like, one of his parts was randomly in the recommended. And uh, (laughs) I just got sucked in and watched his old United by Fate part. But you're you're definitely right. He definitely had some crazy fake stees, but I loved it. Oh, yeah. Because I used to watch (laughs) those Tampas, too. Like, the further into his run he'd get without falling, the more he'd be feeling himself. That yeah, by the end of it, if the run would be flawless, he'd be just fucking feeling so nice on that last kickback lip or 270 blunt. (laughs) 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 Love it. Shouts to Lutzka. All right, man. Last one. Last person you want on the sesh. Dude, do you guys know who Baby Schizo is? Oh, no. He just tried to fight me at the Shorties Park one time when I was a Whoa, kid. fuck. Yeah. And I kind of just, like, ever ever since I see him around, we're cool. Like, I just, you know. But, like, I remember I was Tony Nguyen, uh, who rode for Shorties back in the day. I skated with him a bunch, and he gave me the Shorties key to the skate park. You know, they went in Guilty, they would skate all the time. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And he gave me the key there, and... I was hyped. I would go there. I'd bring a couple of my homies and Tone was like, yeah, whatever. It's all good. Like, and we'd be there all the time. And one time I came in like midday and he comes in and he comes in hot, dude. <laughs> and who the fuck are you? Get the fuck out of here. And he got in my face and like shoved me. And I was like, yo, dude, like I'm like a kid. Like I was like, I got Tone gave me the key. I have yeah. it. He's like, oh, shit. And he like was super, he like really was hyped on like shorties and roll with Muska back then. Yeah. So he like found out that Tone gave it to me and he was like, ah, oh. but you know, I just felt kind of like, you know, you try to fight someone right away when they're just skating. It's kind of crazy, but <laughs> I don't know. Baby schizo. I don't hate, man. I don't dislike anyone, dude. I don't like, I mean, I feel, like <laughs> no, you can't take it back. You said the name. So. <laughs> Yo, you can't take it all back. Oh man. That's funny, man. A lot of, you handled that rapid fire better than a lot of people, man. Yeah, oh, yeah. You had, you had your shots ready. <laughs> Very impressive. 
All right, y'all. That's going to wrap up our interview with Kelly. Man, been a long time coming. Thanks for doing this. Yo, thank you guys so much. This was really fun. I appreciate it. Hell yeah, Kelly. Appreciate it. See, safe is not that bad, is he? <laughs> Yo, I thought you guys were gonna hate me. To be honest, man, you guys oh, come fucking on. laughs too much and shit like that. Like, gosh. <laughs> so we missed out on it last week, but we are back with fanboy of the week. You gonna like this one, man? It's a two-quoter from the Slap Message Boards. Max Oxlin goes on to say, This is the podcast that talks about sports and fantasy football, right? And then a man by the name of Quesley chimes in, Their NBA takes are awful. Stephen A. Smith and Skip Bayless level trash. They said something like Kobe would have wanted the Lakers to lose. My big gripe with their podcast is they should not talk about sports because A. Most skaters don't give a shit. And B. They don't know what they're talking about. And C. Nobody gives a shit about your fantasy team. <laughs> All shit we already know, man. That's why it's at the end of the podcast. Yeah, who put a gun to your head, man? Fuck. The hell is wrong with this guy? He's, imagine listening to something that pisses you off and continuing to listen. And then to go write about it on the internet about how much it pissed you off. You could just turn it off, man. But then, a couple comments later, I know, I know you like the good news better than the bad news. And this one brightened my day. Freelance Vagrant said, just listened for the first time today and fired through six episodes on an eight-hour drive. Holy shit. That's how we do it, baby. Oh, yeah, yeah. We got a new Bunt Gang member. Shouts to you. What was his name? Vagrant something? Yeah. Freelance Vagrant. That's what's up, man. You know our NBA takes are straight fire. Don't ever <laughs> compare us to Skip Bayless' dusty ass. God damn, yo. Although we would take a show on ESPN. Yeah. <laughs> It is time for the post office, brought to you by our good friends over at Dickies. Quality workwear since 1922. The toughest gear from the work site to the streets. You've got mail. All right, ghosts, who we got up first? All right, first up, we got an email from Mass One. What to do, my G's? Another season in full swing. Seems like these days we've been hearing a lot of fools dismissing themselves as old, you two included, my mans. You all are not old. I'm 33. You're all around the same age. If you old, that make me old. Nah, not happening. You some OGs. What are some of your favorite OG pros today that are still putting these younger cats to shame? As well as some of the OGs that you may think about slowing down before they wreck themselves. Thanks again, fellas, for the opportunity to spark some discussion for the pod. Big ups. Shout out to the family. Teen motherfucking mob. And for all those real hip-hop heads, peep my Insta one time. M-A-S-U-N-O-909. Thanks for the shameless plug. I guarantee zero people are going to type that into Instagram, but shouts to you for shouting yourself. Fucking right, man. Who are some OGs still putting the younger cast to shame? Well, my favorite Instagram account right now is Shane Hale. Oh. 40-something years young, still shredding. Hit us with the front nose, not heel fakey. Timeless style, man. Real shit. Uh, yeah, when people complain about their age and shit, I always tell them, yo, you're young as hell. Don't worry. I know I'm young in the grand scheme of things. When I refer to myself as old, it's more in skate years. And, and more of a feeling. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, I don't feel old at all. I feel mentally, I feel like I'm still 25-ish. But uh, 
my body's broken down skate wise so sometimes you know trying to warm up and shit <laughs> definitely feel old but i feel you i feel you we ain't we ain't old we, we young in the grand scheme of the things. days off are now more important than ever in between skate sessions and you feel when you go on a trip if you try to skate or not you but if we try to skate for like five days in a row upon the sixth day oh yeah ain't much wanted man and that <laughs> warm-up is looking ugly dog real shit you need to mix in those beach days so who's old head or sorry an og who's still killing it uh first one that comes to mind Alpliard. classic that He's party put that out but will be we talked about oh my god day. yeah brandon Turner. absolutely still shredding obviously reynolds just cannot stop skating Reynolds is like the epitome of a skate rat, eh? He just, he won't stop. Ellington, all those Baker guys, man, they don't quit. Yeah, that's, that pretty much sums it up. All right, next up, we've got a voice note from Travis Orton. Let's take a listen. What up, what up, what up? How's it going, gents? It's your uh, favorite guy from uh, Wisconsin, Travis, the real one. Hope you guys are doing well. Uh, Dono, congrats again on uh, fatherhood. Hope it's treating you well and you haven't got shit or pissed on yet. I got a real easy one for you. Uh, you guys were talking last week about starting a team. Uh, if you could pick any van to hop in with, and since we're older, this gives you a little more options, what van would you jump in with and go on tour for a week? If we could bring back aesthetics, I think rolling around with Kevin Taylor and Rob Welsh would be amazing. And you still got to get that guy on here. But I uh, figured what your uh, two opinions would be. So hope you're doing well. I apologize about the semi next to me. Keep up the good fight with your fantasy teams and uh, we'll chat later. Oh, Travis, you absolute legend, man. All right, we're going to do two vans. One, a van where we just get to sit back and be a fan. And then one where we actually want to skate and won't be uh, ashamed to not be on the level of everyone else. So as a fan, I would absolutely love to sit back and just be around for the flip story trips. Some of the gnarliest skating. Oh my. And uh, absolute legends all legends and just yeah at the time doing the gnarliest shit in the game i would have loved to see bastion appliard arto rowley holy fuck all those guys penny cliffberg shit uh our boy bulala oh in his prime and then uh not to get too sentimental but if i could hop back in any van i would just go back in the vans i once dwelled in the red star vans man. oh jesus that shit was belly laughter all the time chad dixon grant patterson paul trepp paul mcnow fucking dan opec the legend the big homie bro cody brown yo we had some great times man so yeah shouts to red star if i could hop in one van i mean this trip probably took multiple vans but fuck i'll take a seat in any of them the zero dgk collab trip i forget what it was called but that tour looked absolutely insane how you combining the zero team and the dgk team at once but yo twisted tell me you you'd, you'd want to stay with the dgk guys because didn't we hear somewhere that like they got the nice hotels and zero was i wouldn't fucking be surprised it. <laughs> i would not be surprised you know jamie saving his pennies but that just seemed like the most insane collab and uh a team that i would like to go skate with 
Maybe the girl team, girl chocolate squad around. Yeah, right. You know, I'd fit right in with my skill level. <laughs> yeah, some Dan, Danny Castillo. <laughs> All right, next up, we got an email from Alex Cooper. What's good, Safe and Dono? Longtime listener on the show. Y'all been dropping hints at this legendary bunt video Woo! over the years, or at least asking people to film clips for it <laughs> and getting shut down by Breezy. I know you're busy, like we all are, but I'm wondering if we can still expect the bunt video in the future. Would love to see that. Uh, keep those nar blades sharp still. Love from Seattle. Well, thanks for bringing it up. Because we've been less, you know, pumping it up week to week. Mm-hmm. But it's been, a, it's been a crazy year for both of us. Uh... And of, of course, the pandemic on top of everything in our personal lives. Donald's a dad, even though he just got his first dad clip the other day. Yeah. So yes, the video's still in the works. And uh, I was toast off the board for seven months from a concussion. So the video was kind of put on pause for a bit. And now we're going straight into winter and no traveling anytime soon. But fear not, the video is still something that we both a thousand percent want to get done as maybe our last big uh skate project before we are old for real for real so uh might have to wait a little longer than you'd like but you know 2025 2026 no we're not waiting that long i'm just kidding i'm just kidding i'm just 2020 i said it's 2020 oh yeah yeah no i was joking five years but i would i would say realistically two years well i was gonna say two to three but anywhere from a year and a half to three yeah okay that's fine it's basically when me and Safe are ready. Like everyone else is out there filming tricks. They all ready. They waiting on us. So like Safe said, we went through a little bit of shit this year. Obviously working two jobs skating is hard. Safe had to battle some injuries. I got a little wickle man in the room nowadays. So we still grinding. We still skating a lot. We both banged out a clip last Sunday. Woke up hella early, went skating before we Settled on the couch to watch football all day. So just know we out there working still. Bump video. You're going to expect some crazy things from some of our homies, though. Real shit. All right, next up, we got an email from Nico Hins. Hey, Bunt boys. I'm from Montana in the States, where we have a pretty small but dope skate scene currently. Unfortunately, the only people who have ever made a name for themselves here are Aaron Cairo and Sierra Fellers. Hopefully that changes soon, but shout out to all the rippers on bigger companies who have been taking trips out here, and also Cade Lunday from Missoula, because he hooped in high school and absolutely rips on the board now. My question is, do you boys have any skaters you are embarrassed to have representing Toronto, Ontario, and the Canadian skate scene? There are plenty of local rippers, but no one getting a bunch of recognition to really get stoked on. Hope you guys are warm up there. was just minus 20 here the other morning. But it should be warming up again real soon. Keep up the good work. I got one sentence for you. Hey guys, what do you want to see me do in my contest runs? Like, should I do more switch, more nolly, flip in? Uh, just let me know. You know? Who is that? You remember that? <laughs> Mickey, my my go-to when oh I got a shit on someone. God. Mickey Going Papa. Back to Mickey. The most talented disgrace in the game. Yeah. He's just fucking... Um, it always makes me laugh. Remember when he had to play Diego in the finals at Battle of the Barracks? And there was, like, behind-the-scenes footy of the whole primitive team watching 
Oh, yeah. Watching it, and they're all like screaming at Mickey. He's not even moving. <laughs> yeah. He's like doing stationary flat ground at the finals of the Battle of the Barracks. Oh, that was so nice to see Diego win that. That was the absolute polar opposites Diego Nahara and Mickey Papa. Yeah. So, yeah, Mickey is a fucking disgrace. Well, that was a little harsh, but. <laughs> <laughs> Last up for the week. We didn't get to your email don't worry we will eventually we got an email from dan hawkersmith yo my dudes big thanks for the covid chronicle season and the new season is already an instant classic so i've been working on my fakie game or so i've been working on my fakie manny game a lot recently and i've been doing them mostly on curb height obstacles i've even filmed some even on ig for my cruise video brainwash3 hashtag coming soon i know you guys gave sinner some shit in your video review those are awesome by the way for filming manuals on curbs for the le video and don't get me wrong sinner definitely deserves some shit but a lot of other pros have filmed manuals on curbs or curb height spots take bobby to kaiser and the new noah video he has a clip on a triangular manny pad that is literally a curb and another on a banked curb height spot now both are in nyc and looking infinitely cooler as spots than some of the perfect curbs in a sterile california parking garage and uh bobby de kaiser is amazing obviously so manuals on curbs can be cool if the spot is good and the style is good as i get older i have less desire to film some buck manual trick on something that's over like six inches kook me if you want but my fakie manny fakie flip will still be dope as hell what say you one more thing can you give a shout out to my crew bomb squad representing upstate new york the north country and our video brainwash 3 we filmed the first installment brainwash many years before the toy machine video <laughs> thanks again boys take care damn dan had to go on a full breakdown pick out examples like bobby to to back up his point and, and shit on man's like sinner i feel like skating curb manuals especially the down ones is as old as skating goes back man i think our point in the sinner reviews was he was filming lines on these basic looking curb manuals in parking lots like you said also replaying the manis and slow mowing them yeah it just wasn't very appealing to the eye and like you said people are skating them in nyc People are skating down Manny's. Like, think about Gino's back three Manny. It depends on the trick, depends on the skater. Yeah, I mean, it definitely depends on the curb and shit. If it's like some dusty, bland one, maybe uh, wait till you find a better one. If it's uh, a New York fucking steezy one, you know, trendy. Well, it's insane because it all depends on how the spot looks. Like we just said in, I think it was one or two emails ago. We both got a clip last week, and it was on a curb, Manny. Yeah. But the Manny spot looks incredible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all. That's going to wrap up the post office for this week. Get your emails, and more importantly, your goddamn voice notes into the buntlive at gmail.com. Welcome back to The Rundown, the skateboard world source for sports, brought to you by... Canada's premium pilsner, Steam Whistle, the only buzz. It saddens me to say this. I never thought this day would come. Poor Bill Belichick. Cam Newton is just not enough to revive this Patriots team. I think they're done, man. 
RIP. It was a good run. It's the Bills division now. Expect a fire sale coming. Yeah, the sad part is, well, Cam Newton looked like he was literally crying on the sideline after the game. I don't know if you saw that. I felt horrible for him. And it just sucks when I don't know exactly what's wrong. Like, obviously, a huge part is he has no weapons. Another part is this man fucking has been playing like an elite running back for like a decade in the league. So think about how long those careers last. There's no no doubt he's got some injuries that have lingered and maybe he'll never be able to overcome but uh yeah sucks all around for the patriots but they got the jets next week so that could be a feel-good game and it sucks if if they'd won yesterday and then they had a little two-game winning streak going like remember the swag at the start of the season they were feeling nice they beat the patriots or sorry they beat the the dolphins Mm -hmm. uh almost beat the seahawks at the goal line. That's what I'm saying. Like, the games are close, and they still could have beat the Bills yesterday, but they just lack the talent. The coaching is there. Cam Newton's a hell of a quarterback. I mean, they just lost Stephon Gilmore and Julian Edelman. This was the knock on Tom Brady last year, was that there was no weapons for him to work with. I feel like they could reboot this team. Cam and Bill Belichick's a hell of a core. They could use some help at running back as well. Damian Harris had a nice game, but... They no, need a lot. Help at running back. They've got like 38 of them. They could use some help at receiver. Well, they could use a good running back. And maybe a tight end, for fuck's sakes. Well, you know, Bill loves his tight ends. Gronk is revived down there in Tampa. We'll come back to that. Maybe they aren't done. We'll see what they can do next year, but this year's done. Yeah. Well, I, I hope that Cam fucking salvages his season personally so that he's not fucking out of the league. Why would he be out of the league? He's way better than half the people in there. He'll no, go back to the, he'll stay with the Patriots, I think, on a little bit of a nicer deal. Yeah, I hope so. I hope so. But he's lost two games. Like yeah. the, the one where he, he got stuck close against the Seahawks was yeah. like he that was on him. And then well, I mean that, that call, I didn't like that play call. Like mm-hmm. pass the damn ball there. But uh and then yeah, yesterday that was on him. That was horrible. Cam is keeping uh, a bad team in in all these games, though. Let's keep it moving, man. From one of the worst teams in the league right now. Maybe not, but a bad team. Just not what we're used to seeing, the Patriots. A team that has revived themselves and potentially one of the best teams in the league. The last undefeated team. Big Ben Roethlisberger took a year off, and now he's back, baby. Yeah, it's been, uh, it's been cool to watch, man. <clears throat> Uh, I miss the Lev Bell AB days. Oh. You know, Juju playing against single coverage because of AB lighting it up. Now he's fucking not really killing it like we all thought he would the no, last few taking, years. He's taking that double coverage now. But, yo, it's been cool to watch these young receivers over there. You got our man's Chase Claypool, athletic freak. He's going to be a beast mm-hmm. in real life and in fantasy for years. Uh, Deontay Johnson. He's hit or miss, but I, I like their receiving core. James Conner staying healthy this season has yep. been awesome. Still getting the job done, sprinkling a little bit of Eric Ebron. Yeah. I feel like missing the whole year forced the Steelers to reinvent themselves as a defensive juggernaut. In years past, when Big Ben was cooking with Lev Bell and Antonio Brown, they would get into these shootouts and the defense couldn't make a stop. And all that goes back to the point when they played Blake Bortles 
in yeah. the playoffs, and Blake hung him for like a fifty burger almost. Yeah, he put up like, and then 45. they go and fire the offensive coordinator for some reason. I, that was a little bit of uh, a mix up. But last year, who was the quarterback they had to use? What was that guy's name? Oh. The guy Miles Garrett hitting the head. Yeah, yeah. Having him as the quarterback made them reinvent themselves. Trade their first. Trade their first round pick for Minga Fitzpatrick. He's become the anchor on the defense. One of the most stout defenses in the league. Combine that with Big Ben Roethlisberger and what they're doing on offense. Man, just seeing what that defense did to Lamar Jackson. I don't want to go in there as a QB. I don't want to I don't want to play the Steelers as a quarterback. Yo, for real, man. It just makes me wish as a fan of the Love Bell A B era, it makes me wish they had this defense then. They should have won a championship together. For Is that real. what you're getting at? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. From one of the oldest heads in the league to basically the youngest. It sucked to see Fitzpatrick have to hit the bench, but it was two a time, man. Yeah, fuck. Let's get fucking Fitzpatrick down to Dallas, man. Let's Shit. get him to Dallas. <laughs> what was that Dino guy? Danucci guy? I don't even know his fucking name, but Bro, this guy was like they they were doing wildcat direct snaps to fucking Zeke with that scrub as a wide receiver all kinds of jet sweeps i've never seen so many dusty trick plays in my life and they kept taking like 15 yard sacks because this show yeah last night's oh. game was a goddamn embarrassment man oh i'm a carson God. wentz truther and that was just downright ugly to be on primetime tv you got the steelers and ravens playing in one of the best games of the year at one o'clock with 14 other games going on and then you got these two chumps <laughs> sunday night at 8 20. jeez louise oh man zeke man i feel bad for you offensive line banged up i guess it's getting healthier now but it's just just goes to show man you could be the best running back in the game but if there's no threat in the air it's all for nothing man you can't do nothing with Danucci. <laughs> I don't even know if that's his name. Let's end this episode with a quick question. Over the years, who have taken the most heartbreaking losses? The Chargers or the Falcons, man? I just feel terrible for Justin Herbert. Um, That's a tough one, <clears throat> but I'm going to say regular season, the Chargers, because at least the Falcons have had some good years. They had, Actually, had the, success. The Chargers made the playoffs a couple years ago and then got smacked by the Patriots. That was a hell of a game. A hell of a smacking. That was over in the first quarter. Whooping. But it comes course, down to the Super Bowl. Yeah, the Super Bowl, like, it's got to be the Falcons because they've lost, like, at the highest stage, biggest stage. But the Chargers, it's just insane. You could just be flipping channels, red zoning it. And of course, on cue, they're, it's just going to be them in a close game and they're going to find a way to lose by a field goal or something fucked yesterday at touchdown. Like, they seemed in control most of the game, and then all of a sudden... I thought it was going to be a blowout. I was <laughs> playing against Justin Herbert in one league, and I think it was like 14-3. to three. I'm like, okay, like, eventually they're just going to start running the ball and running down the clock. And then lo and behold, you know the last game running at 425 is probably going to be the Chargers, and they're probably going to be losing. Oh, man. Speaking of running the ball, Justin Jackson and... Joshua Kelly have been absolutely useless. They went to a random dude named Pope <laughs> who's looking all right. So Eckler, get well soon. You're yeah. not, you're in my IR spot, brother. <laughs> all right, y'all. That's going to wrap up this week's episode of The Bunt. Check y'all next week. Peace, bro.